0: Hi, everybody, and welcome back to Maps and Graps. I am excited to finally be doing my podcast again because I've been doing a lot of interviews, which are so fun. If you haven't gotten to check it out, interview with Athena just dropped was amazing, and some more Black History Month content is coming. But I'm excited to do this podcast again and talk about one of my favorite things, which is New Japan Pro Wrestling. But before I get into it, I have a very special guest. Very excited to finally have you on the pod. Hi, Drew. How are you?
1: I'm good. How are you?
0: Are you happy to, you know, finally be talking New Japan?
1: To be honest, yeah. I had gotten um, fair warned about this uh, interview a while back. Obviously, we know mutual being geek, so she had said, Lyric's going to ask you about uh, doing her show. And I'm like, oh, I'd love to. Genuinely, like, I, I was like, no, i would be an honor and a privilege because I enjoy y'all's chemistry. I always say that you're her best guest, best, uh, best guest host when y'all link up. Um, and I checked out some of your interviews in the past couple days i haven't watched the athena one yet but i was excited to talk about um new japan a few especially after listening to the one that you and charlie did about windy city right we'll kind of touch on some points y'all talked about yeah some i agree and some i don't agree not in a, like <laughs> i that's when you invited me i was just like oh is she gonna think i'm an asshole based on how what i said about daniel garcia because i think you and i align on certain things
0: and then something which is fine
1: <laughs> but not in a not in a visceral disagree like way not enough just like not my tempo, you know, like with black, like not my tempo type of uh, a <laughs> disagreement types, but yeah.
0: Are you still retired?
1: No, I so that's thing I stopped doing black wrestling last summer, and mm-hmm. I took kind of most of the year off. Keeks had asked me to do her show a couple of times. We were on the award show, which is when I famously did my Dan Garcia doesn't know how to cut a promo bit, <laughs> yes. um, which is me being honest. Again, I'm one of those podcasters. I never say anything for retweets or likes or to get attention, unlike other people. I say what I believe in and what I feel honest about. Um, And I honestly don't think he's a good talker still. (laughs) Um, But, no, my uh, podcast partner, Banks, and I, we've gotten together uh, at the start of the year and linked up, um, Banks versus Davis, on YouTube. So we've been doing that every couple – well, every week we just took last week off in terms of not doing live. But we – yeah. And on that, we talk about movies, wrestling, TV, maybe have you on, because I know you're a big fan of TV. I see your Doctor Who tweets, the Bear tweets. Yeah, Um, big fan. that'd be an interesting conversation to talk about the bear since i got into it all of it was last summer so
0: i got into it so much later than you too and like the thing is i binge watched it all at once right As... before i went to japan mm-hmm. and i was like oh my gosh and i'm almost ashamed to say this cuz i don't think i've ever done this before with a show i've now seen every episode at least 3 times like i've i've already rewatched it 3 times
1: <laughs> no no i i there are some sh- like i've probably gone through entourage multiple times um new girls season one and two multiple times uh the bear i haven't done that yet but when i first saw yeah. it i was like wow this is great and i'm and i was doing the thing where like when season three comes out i'll do the rewatch again yeah. not to be reminded just to like really relive, relive it all.
0: Um, all all together yeah i've rewatched doctor who a million times i'm i'm doing a full rewatch right now sherlock scandal
1: see i see. i'm bad with shows shows too because i never finished sherlock was it the season four
0: the, yeah, like bbc sherlock right
1: yeah mm-hmm. oh my oh, god i'm that matters
0: well you know a lot of people hate i will say a lot of people do hate it but like i'm a completionist by nature so like that's I the thing shit.
1: yeah tv for me it's like i can come back to it at a later date when i'm in the mood for it that's always like i'm always movies over tv so tv i'm always yeah. like when I get in the mood for it again, I'll come back and finish it. And the thing with the way that Sherlock was coming out every like year or two, and then one episode every few months, I'm like, I'll just wait till they're all available. Because when it was on Netflix, just the first two seasons, yeah, six episodes, I should say, it was so easy you just know, to get Every movies. episode
0: is 90 minutes, a movie, <laughs> yeah, they're all like a movie, so yeah, I will say, then the last season. They definitely did something different. I think that's the show I'm going to actually, I'm going to rewatch that last season too. Cause like, that's the only season I've only went through one time. So I need to see if like, was I tripping or was it really just not like.
1: And you could tell again, Cumberbatchy was doing Dr. Strange. Martin Freeman was kind of over it. I think maybe because of personal stuff too. It was just. <laughs> that's
0: so big, you know, like when yeah. they first started like they were still like fairly like, oh, just British stars. But like in the middle of it, like they get super huge. Martin Freeman gets in Marvel, he starts doing The Hobbit, and then yeah. Benedict Cumberbatch starts doing like in Imitation Game and like Um Doctor Strange. And so like they became like megastars in the middle of it. And so I think like maybe like the Sherlock, the gritty indie side of it kind of like fell by the wayside because like these these guys ended up being like superstars. Season Mark Friedman, three. I
1: think had said that himself. I think he'd said he, the show had gotten too big, and people's expectations had gotten too high. I'm like, yeah, I get it, Literally. because it was a show where, like, again, you get a a movie for every episode. Basically, like, how can you top that? Especially the chemistry that they had, the chemistry that Andrew Scott had with Benedict. The Cummer-Bash. writing was
0: so strong. Like, yeah. it was it was literal perfection. Like, I even I was so obsessed with the show to the point where. I watched the unaired pilot. Like I watched the one, that, oh okay, which was really great. And like I went to like when I went to London, I went to like two two one B Baker Street. Oh, to see the pictures and everything, like at the Sherlock Holmes Museum. Like yeah, kind of like weird, uh, but it was fantastic. And,
1: and in a way, it's kind of similar to New Japan, modern day New Japan, where like you start at the top for a while and you kind of slowly. Mm-hmm. Cascade down, and not say that in a hater way. Just in like,
0: ah, those high,
1: those highs were high, and we were like,
0: um, last night on Twitter, I was actually talking about the Rainmaker shock. I went back and I watched it, and the night where okada becomes champion, um, and beats Tanahashi one month after Excursion. Like looking back, that was probably one of the biggest risks in wrestling history. Like Mm -hmm. that could have gone, I mean, so astronomically wrong. And ends up being probably what I think is maybe the best return on investment just yeah. about ever. Like I like Okada might be the most successful industry plant of all time. <laughs> you know, like if you put it like oh, that. Yeah. And I think,
1: and this is where I'm gonna get into my issues with Martin and New Japan. It's a risk they don't take now. And when you hit that big right away, how do you not try to run it back? I get not everyone's going to be Okada. That's, that's for sure. And because even Okada knew he wasn't going to be Okada when he was in TNA.
2: Absolutely. Um,
1: but when you see it work with this guy, again, Rainmaker shock. And then I know you're a big Yoda Suji fan. Like they tried to mirror that story last year. And so it's always was like, maybe it should have pulled the trigger just you know to what? see what would have happened.
0: If anybody could have done it, I truly think it was him. Like, They, you know, I feel like they nailed, they nailed the presentation of it. Right. So, and it's so funny to me because I had actually seen Yoda Suji on excursion. So that first trip that I took to um, London for spring break, I went to um, Rev Pro Live in London 71 and he was still on excursion. He was wearing like black trunks, like normal guy. But I noticed, I was like, this was, this was March. And I said, he has so much charisma, like. New Japan hasn't called him back yet. And literally a month, like a month or later, you see him come out, he attacks Sonata, and then he goes ghost for a month, a whole mm-hmm. nother month after that. Like he's doing dates in Mexico, nobody's heard anything about him. You ask LIJ, they said they don't even know anything about him, and so like everybody is mysterious. They're doing this. He does the press conference, looks like a star. He does this match, he dazzles, then he loses. Yeah. And I look back now and I'm just like, if there was anybody they could have pulled the trigger on right then and there, it could have been him. Same thing, what I think was Shota Umino versus Will Ospreay. See,
1: okay. I'm Shota Umino to your Yoda Suji. I'm... Team Shota, like, this is the I'm guy.
0: Sure the I, I, too, yeah. believe in Shota. I don't care
1: what Naito says about he doesn't know who he is. <laughs> he just mirrors him and him and him. And I'm like,
0: I, think he's right. I like
1: all those guys in some aspects. So he's doing the right thing. He's like,
0: I do think Naito's right. I do think yeah. that Naito's right. I think that Shota's still figuring himself out. And, like, and I think even for me, like, I've seen him perform in person a few times in, like, different places. And you can tell, like, he's still figuring it out. But, like, he's young enough to, like, have that. I feel like he has that right you know to still be figuring yeah. out but like when he wrestles like he's he's awesome he could tap into like he can be that main event guy and then also the connection he has with the fans like seeing mm-hmm. how much they love him it's there y'all just have been having him wrestle shitters
1: That's thing. Like, like he mirrors okada in the industry plant way and sure yes. he, he might be a nepo baby which i don't care people are nepo babies or not really um, nepo baby yeah but i
0: love him
1: he, he's a moves guy in terms of like he does a lot of great moves i'm always into that in terms of like having a lot of variety in your offense and like i said he's over with the crowd and it is funny just like to be shooter and you're dressed in pink and white it just kind of contrasts in a way that i enjoy it just like maybe one day he will put on that death rider jacket and tap into something darker that's kind of what i think of my own Mine, but yeah, I mean, I know that Osprey said what he said because it's when you tweeted why the same reaction. Like he just skipped over Ren, we Ren Narita when last year they had dubbed the three of them the new Three Musketeers, and Osprey put Callum Newman instead. I'm like, I get it after seeing House of Torture Ren Narita, which is a whole another shade of like, uh oh. And
0: I also, I'm going to be honest, I was, I'm not going to say I was a Calum Newman hater, but I wasn't a Calum Newman believer for the longest. I was just like, I don't see it in this guy. Then he had that Ishii match. And like, I'm a firm believer that if you can cook with Tomohiro Ishii, you have something. Like you have something that New Japan needs to hold on to. And he had that excellent match. And I think it was in Cork and Hall too. And I don't know. And it's just like, And and I've said this before. I think that maybe they jumped the gun, I think, on naming, you know, those guys as D3. And because – and I think Shota was obvious. I think next was obvious. But Renarita, I don't know. I I haven't seen it.
1: I think he was the right guy in terms of, like, them being in the same draft class, basically, you know, in the same age bracket. But then sticking him in House of Torch, obviously, is, like – a curse well beyond a curse like there's no way you can recover that we'll talk about show and how you know it's it's basically like you're you're the fl- captain of the flying dutchman like you have to you only can come on a land every what, 10 years and it's like they can only have a great match every seven or eight months as a singles wrestler yeah but yeah
0: that's the perfect thing their um, future
1: seems bright for a lot of their young guys but it's just to finish up like you have to take chances on these guys while you can. And whether that's p- backstage politics, the old guys don't want to go up there, spy it or not. That's the history of wrestling since the beginning. But again, if you gave this shot to Okada early on, you got to know, like we got to keep trying this until it doesn't work for sure. Cause I know they get worried that business we're going to have a bad quarter and tours won't sell out. If we don't have a big time headliner, but still if I the crowd's behind, behind a young guy, try it. It doesn't hurt. I-
0: I think another thing with New Japan right now is that you do have, I think they did do have guys who were willing to put people over. I mean, obviously they didn't put like let Okada work with the young guys, but I think a lot of that was on booking rather yeah. than like you know Okada personal, yeah. Like, I look at that that trios match that they had, you know, and Korakin versus TMDK, they did more for Kosei Fujita, I think, in that one match than a a win you know like a singles match would have like i think like they didn't it just the positions weren't put up correctly i think that naito was falling apart and like he flat out said he just wanted his wrestling wrestle kingdom moment everything else at this point y'all do okay
1: he Um, had his moment in 2020 it's not our fault the pandemic happened but he got the double goal double dash he got his moment he finally got the not one belt, two belts.
0: He didn't get his roll call.
1: No, no, no. You got your moment. Again, you finished your story. You don't get to have a redo. <laughs> Listen, because...
0: I'm partial. I'm partial, I think, because I got to go to Wrestle Kingdom. And it was insane. Like, I've never felt that type of energy of just, like, when I say that crowd, they don't care that his knees are gone and that he's yeah, just yeah. in every match. That roll call meant everything to everybody. Like the i uh, yeah, I get it. I get well, it's it. The inter- now.
1: It's the Undertaker thing. People still want to see the undertaker when they knew his body was cooked. And I'm like, what's wrong with y'all? Do you not do you not have eyes that work? Exactly. Like
0: if like, <laughs> that roll call moves the masses, it just yeah. does, you know. it's so, for him to
1: be like, he got his moment. I'm like, he had his moment already. You don't get to have matters. two moments.
0: It's so funny because, like, if we want to be quite technical, nigel technically main evented the tokyo dome twice in like a year span like he made he yeah. the Muto show was yeah. Muto's last opponent mm-hmm. and well you know before uh, chono which was fantastic by the way but, but yeah uh, no, it's just
1: that that pissed me off when people said like he, he got to finish his story he got to have his own I'm like am, am i acting like the first moment didn't happen when he got to beat abushi and okada like
0: we like to change the rules for naito and it's understandable. Yeah. Uh, but i'm
1: not a naito later again it's nothing like that I'm yes. just like let's not throw more like, oh my God, this guy, he finally did. I'm like, well, it's not his fault.
0: I feel like he knows it too. Like he was just like, yeah, just let me get my, my last little thing off and I'll do what you want. Like Mm -hmm. do what you want. Um, but a perfect segue into the car. We're going to get into new beginning in Osaka. I think this was a really great show. I think that this was a really great, um, big show i think this is if i'm not mistaken this is the first big show in japan this year post russell kingdom um obviously battle in the valley happened but yeah yeah the undercard was underwhelming
1: it's an undercard a new japan yeah. undercard it's always filler yeah yeah
0: um the undercard was underwhelming um but this what we had we had yo and tariano versus taguchi and oleg who i think has been looking great by the way I will say, I am very impressed with some of these Young Lions. Um, recently, obviously, Youngblood, they went on excursion. They actually left on New Year's Dash. They're on excursion right now, um, which is Oscar Lloyd and Yuto Nakashima. Yeah. But Bolton looks good. I remember his first match was the dark match for Wrestle Kingdom last year. So he lo- he's been looking good. We had who I like to call the San Antonio Spurs of tag team wrestling, Bishamon, <laughs> Goto and Yoshi ha- Yashi- Yoshihashi versus Great O'Khan and Newman. Another pretty short match, but you know, like I said, undercards are undercards in New Japan. We had um, Shota and the old guys. Um,
2: yeah.
0: I think that he's going to be like the Tanahashi figure. Maybe he ne- he'll never join a faction. Like, he's the team New Japan guy. So they Mm -hmm. always have him with like the old guys, but um, obviously El El Desperado was also in there. This was a good preview tag. You know, Shoto and Ren have their thing going on that I wish would end. And then we have El Desperado and Show have their thing going on right now. Yeah. Um,
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the thing about Ren Narita, he comes out with the cloak and he looks just ridiculous. I can't take him seriously.
0: And I know
1: he was- he you but, want
0: to the guy from Star Wars, right? Like,
1: it's, it's a little bit like Palpatine, and Skywalker, very yeah. Palpatine-ish. In terms of, um, <laughs> but again, I know he was supposed to be Shib- like Shibata for this generation, except, you know, not Shibata. And I think their action to counteract that was like, let's just make him the technical guy in the bad guy stable, and it's like, uh, that still doesn't make any sense. <laughs> like, because these guys don't wrestle technical i mean look at show like i mean he had all the talent in the world those first two best of the super juniors he was in he was a show stealer no pun intended but like to see where he's at now it, it breaks my heart That's thing like seeing yo in, in the opening tag match it's like them as rapungi 3k because i started in 2017 that wrestle Kingdom yep. in with the okada omega match watching new japan after only hearing about it for years and years and i stopped watching like in terms of every event they had in the fall of 2018 so every Kind of a few months or so, I'll tap in, catch up on some matches, see what's going on, and to see where they are now. Kind of just like breaks my heart that I get those guys did not have to be king of the juniors like the young bucks were previously, but still. Um, yeah,
0: I feel like House of Torture now is a career killer. Like it is. It, I don't. I think- see you
1: complain about it. I see a lot of people who, whenever <laughs> they watch you, no, I don't even mean that. Like no, like if I, every time I tune into a like I'm like, this is the worst book thing. Ever like I don't like, I get in wrestling. You have to have heat seekers for real, like people who are just going to generate that heat. But it's too much expot heat of like this. Just isn't fun to watch at all. You get no return on investment, even when they lose. It's still disappointing because it's like these guys don't try when they lose.
0: It's go away heat. Like it's not like and you. But you know what though, I will say this, and this is another thing from actually going to Japan to experience it they were at the noah show on january 2nd they were also on the january 4th wrestle kingdom show and new year's dash so i had the unfortunate opportunity to see how to see the fans are into it like don't get me wrong they hate them but like it is that they play along
1: with the hate yeah in
0: japan it's that monster heel reaction Mm -hmm. on in the west it's the oh my god kill me now and you want to know what i realized i think it is i think it's because of this A lot of times, most of the fans in the West who are watching New Japan are a lot of times, how do I say it, disgruntled former or casual WWE fans who were always had to deal with so much sports entertainment, like these dirty finishes Mm -hmm. and run-ins. And a lot of Western fans specifically started watching New Japan as an escape from those things. No, I agree. When you go, when you watch New Japan and you see those sort of things, it's like, bro, I can't escape this. Versus, I think, Japanese fans who are used to New Japan, they don't typically get those chaotic finishes and stuff like that. So when it happens, it's just a little, you know, just a little sprinkle, you know, just a little dash. Like, that's not the dominant culture. And so I think that's what it is, because it's a huge disconnect between in Japan and in the West. right now. Yeah
1: i think the other part of it too is like the japanese probably know kayfabe and what's not kayfabe but i think they just play along with it better versus us um i don't blame them for that again like they they want to get lost in the storytelling of it and like house of torture is a perfect faction to get lost in the storytelling like boo like how you're supposed to boo bad guys and like i mean i guess the original ij were the only good guys i mean the bad guys that they actually cheered because again they got over so quickly but again what makes me mad about house of torture is that they have show they have not it now and evil he could go when he wanted to he could always like turn it on in those big matches those big moments so to see them just get as lazy as you can get and coast and do all of, like you said the run-ins and schmazzes it just it ruins the experience of like what you want in New Japan which is pure craps again pure wrestling as you know it's, it's supposed to be absolutely and and that's where it's just like ah and ghetto knows that because that's what the original version of bullet club was but then it somehow turned into like the workers faction sure they always had yujiro and bad luck fall but Bad Luck all i could turn it on when he had to they had yeah. some you know tamatanga again has always been one of those guys who could turn it on when he wanted to but prince Devitt said himself like we got they the new japan office would always get calls about like bullet club cheated in this match blah 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 like the, it was so real to them because they bought into it that i think house of torture is that Like they turn the amp to eleven because it doesn't work anymore. But being the sub faction of Bullet Club, which is a whole another headache and conversation. conversation. Yeah, it it pisses me (laughs) off because there's. We'll talk about it because there's House of Torture, Bullet Club, and then there's War Dogs, and I'm like, this isn't the MCU. We gotta solidify this better. We don't have to go. And that's just
0: New Japan, by the way. Because yeah, the uh,
1: Bullet Club Gold. Yeah,
0: there's Bullet Club Gold. There's the Mm -hmm. TNA. Leg well,
1: yeah, the ABC, uh, it's ABC.
0: Yeah. yeah, it's. I think another thing with House of Torture, which goes back to what we were talking about before of uh, why the booking was so questionable last year, is because why was House of Torture in every major position, but none of these young guys? <laughs> Evil, yeah. finalist in the G1 climax. Show, semi finalist for Best of the Super Juniors. Now, I will say Best of the Super Juniors, New Japan actually did push one of their young guys. So that actually mm-hmm. that doesn't count. But you look at like World Tag League, how deep House of Torture went. Junior Tag League, how deep they're going into the tournament. Evil's getting title shots at, at pay per views. Show, right now, is the number one contender for the junior heavyweight title. Where are these young guys? Because the t- one thing that I, and, and as we get deeper into this card, it's going to become more obvious the talent is there, but there's still, and in the, in for I think a lot of us thought that, well, maybe Okada leaving will be the kick in the ass that New Japan needs to like just push all these young guys. Like they have these guys, you in the junior division, you have, you know, you have Wado, you have Clark Connors, you have um, Kevin Knight, you have Driller Maloney, like you have. Yep. These guys in the heavyweight division. You have, you know, you have Shota, you have Yuya, you have Yoda Suji, you have Gabe Kidd, Alex Coughlin, um, all of these guys that you can move in the mix. You have Zach Sabre Jr., who's been waiting and ready forever.
1: Yeah, we'll talk and about that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And, you know, they said, House of torture. That's what we got for you. House of torture. And it's <sighs> still no sense of urgency. And I'm like, are you insane? I
1: think it was tough for them because they rode the wave of the elite era bullet club so long for that again just it's just because when i tuned in but i know it started kind of in 2016 when Kenny omega made the jump to heavyweight Mm -hmm. but all of 2017 all of 2018 they relied on those guys to tell stories within themselves and the other members of the roster cody being iwgp us champ the coda abushi ken and megan reunion and the feud with the young bucks and all that and then when they left to start aew they kind of did have to push young as like jay white was the champ at new beginning that was i guess that's the, the equivalent to the, the rainmaker shock like they put the bell on him and the gaijin rarely gets a position like that um but you can always tell and i think when we'll talk about osprey i think people only leave new japan because they know like this i can't hit the ceiling because it's still New Japan at the end of the day. I'm not Japanese. I can only do so much because they don't want, not in like a negative way, but they just don't want a gaijin to be the top star. You know, that's just the way a lot of Japanese factions are. I mean, it was the same thing for Pride fighting in MMA. Like, they always wanted the Japanese fighters to be the strongest fighters on the card, but they had the best Brazilian fighters. They had Fedor Emelianenko, the best heavyweight of all time. But They wanted a the Japanese star to be the face of that company they had sakuraba for a number of years until he fell off but they just are constantly hoping they have that japanese star to carry them regardless if will osprey's there zyke like saber juniors there. Again, like it's not like you don't have options other companies run out of options because they sabotage themselves for top guys um and it just sucks to see i think that was the main reason besides obviously like living in the u.s so, like you're an american or you reside in america you the travel to japan i know you do it uh, to do it for tours month after month. Uh, I don't be see how
0: people do it, like especially in economy. Oh my yeah. God.
1: <laughs> like- um, so I can see why people are like, you know what, if I'm not going to be the top guy for a number of months, if I only have this three month world title reign, it's it's not worth it. I mean, we'll talk about Zach Sabre Jr. and the beautiful promo he cut after his match with Danielson.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, but yeah, it's that thing where if, you, if you're not relying on the young guys and you have to rely on the foreigners and they just think, old hands they still they can still work it's like uh to an extent hands, to an extent
0: the old hands are falling apart um yeah just great segue into the next match which i think was really good by the way but i think that especially last night like i said i re- went back and i watched the rainmaker shock and clearly this was not this <sighs> match um but and here's the thing i'm a tanahashi diehard so Not too much for my ace. Um, And I think, like, here's the thing. This match didn't have to be a five-star classic. No,
1: no, no, no. I wasn't expecting it to when it was announced. Exactly. This
0: was here strictly for um, the emotions, and I think that emotion's exactly what happened. Like, And I think that it's so interesting because for Okada's, it's so, like, when I was watching last night, like, you see when Okada first came off Excursion to be the Rainmaker he had to wear literally like all these gold chains yeah <laughs> this hair dye and he's wearing like these big elaborate jackets and you can tell that a lot of the confidence felt forced and like yeah he's we'll talk about scared.
1: that with someone a little bit later so.
0: yeah. but a lot of it felt forced but when he came out this time he truly felt like the final boss of professional wrestling which i think that you know he is like his robes are simple like and it and so in especially in these last few years as he's really been easing into this role of i have nothing to prove to anybody i'm him yeah he has been he's mostly a very stoic guy like you know like he doesn't show emotion a lot so when he walks out crying Literally crying. I'm not going to lie. I started, I was crying. And then like <laughs> Tanahashi had already gotten me, like he had already gotten me because, you know, um, he came out to high energy. Like a lot of people couldn't hear it on the live feed, but he came out to the original theme song that he had um when, you know, he first faced Okada and it, they uh, they did a really good job i think of playing the hits here like him doing that as best as they
1: could
2: yeah
0: i said oh you're gonna feel that why did you do that (laughs) but he did it he did it that's my ace and i I, we don't i we're very lucky i think to experience like those guys at the same time of just what they have meant of to new japan because i think those things go hand in hand you have to have veterans who are willing to have a vision for the future of the company beyond themselves and say like, there needs to come a time where I lay down, you know, like where I lay down and I let somebody pin me. And then you need to have young talent who is ready. And this is the epitome of what can actually happen when companies do take that risk, you know, like this is the biggest risk that New Japan ever took with these two. And it paid off. Even if no, Okada is leaving, the the return on investment they got out of this feud is more and greater than anything that I think than they ever could have like thought of to start with.
1: Yeah, considering how, again, the period I just didn't know about New Japan at all was the darkest period they had, which was that 2000s period. And Tanahashi comes up as a top guy during that period and is kind of forced to carry this company as a burden on his back because there's no one around that they had their peaks in the 70s 80s and 90s and just kind of fell apart when the 2000s came and you know that's a whole other story in itself but when he finally like is a, breaking through as a top guy this young guy comes in like so they they force this guy to work in okada bit it was the thing where like it actually turned out to be true like he became the prince that was promised in a way and who, who could have seen that in the chemistry that they had and changing the belt back and forth and them occupying the same decade the 2010s it's like, you know, Russell Westbrook, James Harden, Kevin Durant, these other guys, like, the only reason you're not going to have multiple titles is you had to play with, in the same era as LeBron James and Steph Curry, like, I, I do feel bad for y'all. Like, it sucks that two of the greatest of all time ha- had to happen as the same time as you. I think that's the thing that Naito and Nakamura felt, like, fuck, I'll never get the chances these guys get, because I'm we're, in, we're occupying the same time, and more so Tanahashi and Nakamura and then Okada with naito it's just like damn this guy had it happened the same time as me otherwise they'd be in in those positions that's why nakamura left that's why naito was just wanting his moment finally it's it sucks to see and then kenya omega bursts on the scene too and almost kind of eclipsed what tanahashi and okada had which sucks to say because those early tanahashi okada matches seeing what they do now versus what they did back then i didn't try to go back and watch any of that because i didn't want to be like to my head because i'm already a tanahashi detractor in terms of like just be a tag wrestler or be the now that he's a president when he made himself a champion as the president day one i'm like That's okay tri- right now, yeah okay triple h let's settle down like, you know, like- it's just the like- new japan world title but i was still like you get into power like give me a belt
0: like the thing about tana i think is like what i i really appreciate about him is that a lot of a lesser man over the last I will say 10 years would have 100% folded in the face of like the rise of Okada and the Omegas of the world. He always rises to the occasion. And right now I've been actually like reading. So there's a series of all of his biographical interviews of him like just talking about his life on New Japan World. So like I've gotten to up for, I've read, I think about half of them. So I've gotten to the point where he's, um, he wins the world title for the first time. And like they put the company on his shoulders and like and I've been reading it to try to like get his thought process as a leader. Mm -hmm. I I understand. And I feel like I understand him so much better now. Like he always he's weathered so many storms like of just like he he talked about how basically like when um, Kaiji Muto um, was planning to go to all Japan, asked him to leave and join him like all these people when they felt like they were to get their proper shine in new japan they asked him like hey leave with me like come leave with me or come leave with me and like you know he turned them down like he's a company guy and he's gonna do whatever it takes you know for the preservation of new japan now some of these times it is to a fault and he said like he Mm. flat out said that he was before the pandemic or like right around the pandemic he said he was actually thinking planning on retiring but then, like, you know, it felt like the company was at its darkest point and they needed yeah. it. And so, you know, that's why he stuck around. And so he's interesting. I, You know, I will say it was a great moment to watch him win. I was like, what the fuck when he won the world TV title?
1: I'm not like, was it there. wasn't like rage. I was just like, ah, I get it because I Zachary Jr. needs better things to do than be a world champion. Tanashi, my whole thing is with him and, and Naito. And it's the thing, John Cena is my favorite wrestler of all time i haven't liked the last 10 john cena matches i don't like seeing the broken yeah. down version of wrestlers uh, it's
2: Texas hard former,
1: former fave was chris jericho and i've been saying for the last two years like he's been cooked and it's just i think we're like because this is so physical and so demanding and you can land the wrong way and fuck up your life even worse um it just sucks to see you be the sort of version and in acting you can age into a, an older actor you know again like you can't age right. into an older athlete whether it's basketball football or wrestling like you can't it just sucks to see like oh you're not as fast as you used to you can't jump as high as you used to and again the athletic point guards they have to become playmakers with the ball they can't you know drive to the rim like they used to and that's what it is with time like oh yeah that he can't jump to the outside like he like he used to without being like oh like you know
0: well, i think especially with especially for the talent working in places like a w and new japan because it's such it's a so physical yeah. Style. yeah that's
1: exactly. where i hate the most it's this in wwe yeah. you expect it because you can turn it on when you want to and it doesn't the wrestling isn't the priority like it is for new japan and exactly w and um even mexico too because they rely on their top guys until they can't walk anymore either and still Literally,
0: try. I, you know and i've been getting into like <laughs> i've been watching all japan i've been getting into all japan i'm a huge all japan fan now and like. Fuchi just <laughs> just celebrated his 50th anniversary in wrestling. He's 70. A <laughs> Onita, who's like Moxley's hero. This is his 50th anniversary in wrestling. Like,
1: this well, look guy. at Terry Funk. Look at yeah. I mean, like the guys who just could. Ric Flair. They couldn't say no at some point, and they they could do the best they could at 70. But still, like, ah, it's not the same as you and Steamboat in '89. Yeah. It's not the yeah. same as yeah. You know, yeah. and I'll hold that. I don't hold that against Hashi. So I think like. I don't want to see it or praise it like it's still great because I know it's not. I don't try to lie to my lie to myself like most fans do with this is the greatest thing ever because I think a lot of fans do that when it's their fave or when they don't want to admit it's the glory days or the glory
0: days. And I think also a thing about Tanahashi is that his body declined a lot faster than I. Think uh, yeah, in yeah. Years yeah. Of just like the thing is he's only forty seven, which is old, but you know there's a lot of great wrestlers who are still going pretty strong at forty seven. But he carried New Japan like on Mm. his shoulders, and so like you know, and I think that's also one cool thing I think about him having that TV championship right now is that it caters to his strengths and it caters to his weaknesses right now. That 15 minute time limit is great for him, like you know,
1: microwave storytelling and spots. Exactly, like
0: yeah, he's not never going to be a guy anymore that could do 30, 40 minute matches. Like it is just you know, it's not feasible, and so like. Yeah, you know this match. They played the hits as far as you know, going back into like their old. Stuff. And like, I have no problem watching old stuff because, like, I think like, for me, I got into New Japan like barely like two years ago, and I would. Well, be- I love
1: watching old stuff. I just don't want to watch it right before this oh, and yeah, get in my definitely. mind like how great it, like the comparison oh, yeah. contrasts. Like, Absolutely. yeah, I don't want to because that's that's the thing with the Danielson. um, so I junior watch. I don't want to rewatch the first one because I wanted this one to seem so different, and then I'll rewatch that one, especially if I they have right the truly
0: See, the difference between me is I watched it right before,
1: <laughs> sometimes I, before. I, will. And, I will. and I was there. Yeah, well, actually, that's sometimes I will, sometimes I won't, depending on like if I really want to hold it against each other. Like, I rewatched um, Osprey Omega one, yeah, in the middle of the first and the second. So, when the second came around, I didn't rewatch it again for. What would have been the third time i just wanted like let me judge the second and i saw him watch the second one because i'm like when i happened in the moment holy shit, that was something to see like
0: i yeah it's nothing like watching it for the first time because i think the first time i was like he's concussed he's gonna die oh everybody's gonna die like i <laughs> bet after that match was over i think that's probably the most rewatched match that i've ever watched like i would i watched it almost daily for like two months straight just because of, like, <laughs> that's just it was my shit, man. But, yeah, this this match was... It was beautiful. Okada got the win here, which was fine. Because, I mean, like, that's one thing about Tanahashi that I think is great that he's still around. It's one thing about him. He's going to lay down. Like, you know, like, yeah. he doesn't have any problems, like, laying down and putting people over. Um, this well, was-
1: either decision would have made sense. I'm like, well, he has to beat the guy who's leaving, but then he doesn't really have to because yeah. he's the president. And, like, and he doesn't need this win. It's just, like... If there was like no winner, I wouldn't have been mad about that either. Just yeah. like would have been a cop out. But they, it's not like neither of them needed this win. Like I said, Okada has been so emotional, and the, the speech after the, um, title match against TMDK, he starts falling instantly. It's like when Wayne Gretzky announced he was getting traded to the Los Angeles Kings. That was like, oh my God, this guy really doesn't want to go, but he's kind of forcing himself to. There's um, a
0: moment there um, when he leans, when he kneels down, and like, yeah, puts his hand on the lion mark and just starts sobbing. Mm-hmm. It was at that moment where I was gone. Like I'm, and and it's so crazy because like I know that I know I was probably loud. I made so much noise throughout this entire show, whether it was like loudly crying, screaming. <laughs> you know I, I know my neighbors were like, "Is this <laughs> like?" And you know, it's like four a.m. for over here yeah like i'm losing it like by this point i'm a sobbing mess and you know the best thing to get you to stop crying is a chase owens match
1: (laughs) (laughs) see here's where like i'll kind of shock you like i don't hate chase owens because i know what chase owens is supposed to do so i don't hold him to like a high standard or a low standard i know he's just a guy who's supposed to get beat up and then like he can kind of do some Offense that seems believable for a oh, guy who's built. How he won. No, that's it. I, like, no, looking oh, okay. again. No, no, I'm just being like, what he does within the ring, I'm like, this guy's a, a Southern dad. Like, he doesn't seem intimidating at all, but maybe, again, that dad's trick will surprise you. Um, But him and, again, we talk about broken down Kenta these days. It It's probably the saddest thing to see Um, because it seems like he doesn't want to do anything in the ring unless he's motivated for whatever that match is
0: yeah like um, and the thing is he's so he's a question character mark. driven yeah he's a he's a big question mark because it's not even like that he can't still go it's just that he's rarely motivated yeah uh, so i think i he had re- two really great matches i think in the g1 obviously the one versus osprey was really good yep and the one versus elf and where you I try
1: to dial it back again i think osprey brought that out and like
0: exactly and the remind them who you, been- you are yeah yeah the El Phantasma one was really great as well but he's just very rarely motivated and I, I think the Eddie Kingston match that he had um and he did pretty well oh, yeah. he did pretty well versus Hikaleo too um at what was that New Japan Resurgence and jumped off of the um the rafters
1: yeah you're right yeah he did yeah
0: so like he's if that was he,
1: a shock I'm like yeah he was so he wants to do high <laughs> find he wants to be Sting like <laughs>
0: you know maybe he's in his Sting uh, <laughs> era This, this happened. um, I'm confused about this in numerous things. It's not just being a, not being a a Chase Owens and Joe you know, because I respect Chase Owens. And the reason why I respect Chase Owens is because of, I respect his job security. And once you're
1: a Heat fan, he's Udonis Haslam. They just keep him around to keep him around.
0: He's (laughs) Udonis Haslam. He's Udonis. Exactly. And I remember one time I tweeted this. I said, "I I aspire one to day to be Yunus Haslam." <laughs> no, not Yunus Haslam. I said Chase Owens. I said I one day aspire to have the job security of Chase Owens. And he actually responded to
1: me. I think he. Yeah, I
0: think he well, see. He's because he well, he's self aware
1: to know. He yeah.
0: Said, years anniversary coming up. I was yeah. like, you know what? You got it, big bro. But that's like, like
1: he does. And When we talk about again House of Torture and War Dogs, like he's in the Bullet Club where him, Kenta, Taiji Shimori, who helped them win this match. And um, I'm glad Taiji Shimori didn't have a career ending injury because he's one yeah. of my favorite juniors to watch.
0: Yes, again, for the really high level too.
1: For him to help them win this match with a belt shot again, you talk about deflating WWE types. Sm- I'm like, that's it. Like, Kenta doesn't even try to put him up for the Probably. GTS or anything, it's just like a belt shot, and that's it. Um. I'm not the biggest, I'm not a Hikuleo fan at all, but it's because of what he said on your pod, which is, I'm too tall. (gasps) Like, I'm too tall to face these guys. I kind of need, I want to face guys my height, and that's always been my thing whenever I see him wrestle. I'm like, God, these guys are too small and too fast to wrestle with him, and it's not like he's a lumbering big man who can't wrestle. It's just like, he needs to be, not just in WWE, but he needs to be in a place where guys are bigger, where it would seem not like he's so out of his depth. Cause that was always my, issue, like, oh, this guy doesn't seem like he doesn't belong because he's eight inches taller than everyone. And it's not his fault he was born tall. It's just like, it, it's not a good match him and New Japan. It, to me, that was always my biggest knock on him. And I think putting him in a tag team made a lot of sense. It's what WWE tried to do with Omas. And you could clearly see they don't wanna do anything else with him after that because there's nothing to do. Um, yeah,
0: I, I, I completely agree about like when he and even when he said it, I agreed. Of just like New Japan right now, they need more big guys, like they just need, and I think that that will hopefully change super soon because, like I said, like they have some great, like young Lions right now. Like, I think Oscar Lloyd is go- is gonna be a good person, like for him to hopefully face. Um, Bolton Oleg is gonna be a person that he could hopefully face. And I hope that if, if I hope and pray that this year for World Tag League. They get the Saito brothers over there. Like they need- Yeah, like, you like,
1: mentioned them in that interview with them. Yeah. Yeah, I mentioned. It like seemed that like he. I do. Was Ten years too late. Like he. Maybe he would have been better when it was. Lance Archer, Davey Boy Smith, around there a lot. Um, Kojima and Nakanishi. Like he probably would intend on. He probably would have been better when those guys were younger. Yeah. Like if he was transported 15 years ago to that New Japan, he probably would have stood out a lot more. It looked like he could hang a lot better because it's not like he doesn't try. He does, but every time I watch him, I'm like like him versus Jay white last year. I'm, and I'm a huge J White. I'm like, ah, this isn't good just because it's, it's too. The discrepancy is too much. It's like, ah, like just, and that's always my thing when people are like, um, it's not wrestling is not believable. I'm like the, no short guy should ever beat a tall guy. If you want to talk about, it's not believable booking because this guy <laughs> Hitler, should be the best wrestler in the world because look at him and look at chase Owens, who's going to win. Granted the UFC changed our mind of like, looks can be deceiving in a in a real fight but still
0: and i think also a lot of these tall guys have terrible knees and all you got to do is just
1: and he doesn't he move like him like he moves no, he has great,
0: like, he, and yeah. he's improved a ton like i will say like yeah. especially over this past year he's improved a ton i know a lot of people were upset he was a g1 finalist including me but he held up i mean very well like considering like you know the position is just that right now i think that having him with el fantasmo is the best thing that they can do for him right now yeah. but, he's going to have to get some ver- versatility of opponents. Like Lance Archer would be a great guy for him to be working with. And so like, and I think like he could be- really benefit from and maybe m- utilizing this AAW New Japan relationship right now, because one thing that new J- ADW has is a lot of big guys that they don't know anything what to do with. Yeah. And that's one thing right now that I think New Japan needs. I think that's why, um, Gates of Agony did so great in World Tag League And they came back to AEW, you know, looking fantastic You know, a lot of these bigger guys just need some place to like Just some place like, you know, like hone their craft And so I think that, and another thing that I didn't understand Is I thought that the point of the Bishamon versus G.O.D. match At Wrestle Kingdom was to unify the belts So why is only one set of belts
1: on the line and and what isn't, yeah. And so that's one of those
0: separated again.
1: That's just the thing where you like, what do you want to do? It's it's tough because I think AEW, the way they have all these titles now, it's like, are they going to merge the trios ones together from ROH and AEW, which in a lot of people's minds makes sense. But I'm like, what's the point of having the TNT, the International, the Continental Crown? Like you have, so you have three mid card titles so maybe we should have them on separate shows but like I get what you're saying because one's more obviously all the strong ones are USA New Japan those are the ones meant to be over there so whenever they have these shows in the US I think they want the ones that can come over a lot easier being the El Phantasmo's and Hikuleo's um granted they got the Wrestle Kingdom moment against Bishamon like you said um which is cool because I, I was never one of those el Fantasmo haters when he first showed up i really i i always saw the name but never seen him so when he showed up to neutral i'm like oh okay and him doing again the ultra heel shtick which he said you know it's very yum bucks inspired i'm like oh i get it except you're just way taller than him, but and even more athletic yeah. so that's an that's an insane combination to be the wacky kind of like class clown villain that can actually wrestle um and The face turn would which i know you've documented well and he himself is documented well like it's it's cool to see him get over with the crowd like this so maybe they they maybe this is one of those opportunities where new japan knows what they have in them and it's probably like we can put the belts back on these guys and it will work yeah right now maybe they just want to try to do something different for the sake of doing something different with kenta and chase owens and then they can now rely on el phantasmo and hikaleo to be you know a card you have in your back pocket but yeah the, the match itself it was fine. I mean, El Fantasma was shining the most out of all these guys, which isn't shocking. And that, like I said, the finish was just like, ah, oh, oh, brother, like, good I grief.
0: That moving forward, one thing that I've noticed is that, one, across the board, New Japan needs more tag teams. Like, yeah, th- there needs to be more tag teams simply because, one, you have on the junior tag side, you had Catch 2 2 and the War Dogs flipping back and forth forever, which like, is more a whole nother conversation. Yeah. And then on the heavyweight side you were having Bishamon and GOD go back and forth and now you're bringing like Kenta and Chase. Now they have the IWGP belts. It's kind of insane. And then also I think Gree you have El Fantasma who's now one of the most over baby faces in the company right now.
1: And he's I not mean, a single star. Yeah.
0: There's no reason for him to not be in contention for at least one of these singles belts. Like I think that he would be a perfect person like to take the T V championship off of, you know, Tana. Like mm-hmm. he's a like he's he's beloved everywhere. Like even when I went to Canada, I went for a Forbidden Door. He was working like the ROH tapings and the place came on yeah. food.
1: Well, that's their guy. Again, that's his the hometown guy too. Yeah. So you gotta, yeah. But at that point again, he had fully formed to the, the face version of El Hantasmo. Yeah. But still being the head headbanger, like still being the silly guy. I mean, his interactions with Jay White, not at the Clippers game, but anytime they did a backstage promo them. together, it's just
0: I miss them together. <laughs> I miss them together. And, you know, he's. He'd
1: be great. a good fit for if the bang, bang, scissor gang, like goes on for a couple of months where like they just do goofy stuff together. They bring in this guy to like add to their energy would be a great fit. Um
0: I truly think that honestly, and I, and I do think that the AEW roster is getting extremely bloated. But I do think that if this year. If New Japan doesn't have something for him, I think he should go to AEW. I think he'd be great. I think he'd do well with – I think he'd do well with, like, in Bullet Club Gold. Like, I I think he would do fantastic.
1: Well, I know on the – um speaking of Strong Style pod, he had said he was originally – he thought of going there, and Cody didn't respond yeah. to the D- – which makes a whole lot of sense. <sighs> <you have? laughs> which I'm not shocked to hear that. Um that's what I enjoyed about your interview too with him was when he had to answer the door. I'm like, this guy's just as real as it gets. Um,
0: said literally, they're so very authentic people.
1: But no, I agree with the New Japan tag thing because watching as closely as I did for that year and a half, I'm like, you you see the faults in what's a great product. And it when you see it like, oh, the tag division's weak. A lot of the matches are recycled. And that's kind of what drove me away a little bit. It was like, there are only really so many times I can watch goto versus somebody and when i first started and I watching tired
0: of wrestling people the same people do
1: that's and that's that's the thing that always pisses me off i'm like do the guys not speak up and say like can i face so and so i mean i get on the tours or like you want to have safe easy matches and not get hurt but like in the big time you know power struggles occur justice do you want to face
0: and I also, for the I time like
1: i think
0: it's also like listening to you actually listen to the interview like there's a lot of wrestlers are oh, like same things too Mm-hmm. Like, we need to wrestle more guys even hikaleo said like i mean like i think the people like me but i don't know why he's not getting pushed because like they love this guy yeah and so like it's a lot of question marks um and yeah chase owens is a champion in 2024 <laughs> I, give I mean
1: a I mean, hey, cody rhodes won the rumble again which didn't make any sense when it happened and look where we are now so
0: I mean, well, the thing is, like, I'm still, I still have hope for New Japan. I gave up on WWE. A while. No, no,
1: I know. I'm, I'm begging. But the hope again with New Japan is, like, I remember when I, there was a podcast I listened to oh. when I first started paying attention. Oh, and just this last point, like, in the, the podcast, like, why don't they pair Goto and Yoshihashi together? These are two guys who are never going to get to the top level. They wouldn't make much sense, much more sense as a tag team. And it took them to, what, 2023 to finally make that happen? Like.
0: Yeah. And they did it all, too. Like, they won yeah. all the time.
1: Because they're two, you know, seven and a half wrestlers who would make a great tag team if you put them together. Like put the spare parts as a tag team, and like I think it's the thing New Japan, you know, the fault is like they don't see the obvious a lot of time. Where they maybe they see it in like uh rainy day, rainy days when we'll do that. It's like no, it's so if this is know, the rainy day. Like.
0: It's so funny you said that because you know so many people. Somebody tweeted and I forgot, so nobody shoot me. Because I, I forgot who said it, but somebody tweeted this: "Is like, hey, by mid March, the AEW's roster about to be crazy. So I recommend that if you know that you're not a top top guy, grab a partner and grab the tag rope." Yeah. And I think I'm talking to you, Mike Santana. Um,
1: oh, yeah. but like, but you, I know you, you and I are. I mean, I don't follow them as closely as you do, but I like them when they got to NXT as TM61, but the Maid O'Neil being passed over, passed over, passed over, still doesn't make sense given their credi- credibility in the ring. And now that this faction kind of works with Zack Sabre Jr. and Fujita, um, the promo they cut, whatever they cut their backstage promos, I try to watch those when I can because their banter is is good. The one they cut
0: Everything after- um, they do is great. The wrestling is good. The talking is good. They're yeah. all with the crowd. They're great on commentary the tmdk stuff i'm not gonna lie like that is that is i i don't i don't understand i don't mm-hmm. understand that's a great segue into this match. um we had the famous rematch <laughs> of the wrestle dream match of uh, the dream match um, of brian Danson versus zack saber jr i actually got to be in the building for the first one in seattle and it was great and i'm gonna be honest up until that point i truly believe i said maybe this is the best technical wrestling match that i've ever seen
2: mm-hmm.
0: this one blew it out of the water and i had been saying for a very long time that i think that a lot of wrestlers are really excellent and i especially in new japan a lot of their top guys are really excellent but they're lacking that signature magnum opus match like you know that one match. yeah to define a career. And I feel like Will Ospreay got that last year with the Kenny Omega match in the Tokyo Dome. like that. You don't
1: year. think he had that prior? No. Oh, okay.
0: And the reason why I say that is that, yes, he had these amazing matches like the Shingo Takagi match.
1: Yeah, that's why I was, was, amazing, that's what I was right? saying.
0: <laughs> but... I'm talking about to the mainstream audiences. Oh, okay. You know, like that one that opens the door for the people. Yeah, out of all the matches, exactly. everyone's
1: gonna say this is the fr- everyone's this is the consensus match you have to watch if you've never seen this guy.
0: I get exactly. It. So um, obviously, I I can give you a million Oscar matches. No, I- no, I, that's
1: what I mean. But yeah, that, no, that makes a lot
3: of sense. So the, of I
0: think like the it. Omega match was his watershed mm-hmm. moment, and I think that if you look at a guy like Swerve. I think that the the Texas Death Match was his. I think shit i think it might have been that for hangman too to be quite honest of just like that career defining match that everybody is going to point to of like that's the one if you don't watch any match of this guy if you're trying to get into it you know go watch that one and so i it's thought because he had
1: the same match of a different guy in the same year so it's like
0: <laughs> literally nuts. and i and i will say like and 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 it takes a special type of guy to even have that type of you know Stuff because you know like yeah. these are guys who have like truly a million great matches and are at least like you know like a solid top three to five and I think Zack Saber Jr. was in the when they
1: have season. a disappointing match it's so real like oh exactly
0: damn, that never that
1: never happens yeah and exactly. these are two of the guys who when that's the case it's like I know they didn't fuck up because <laughs> these guys ever do
0: exactly and I think that Zack Saber Jr. was in that same boat and I was like okay the Wrestle Dream match is going to Launch him to into superstardom. And I do think that it did some of that job, but you could tell like they still had more in them. And this one was the one. Like I think they went the full 30 minutes. Like Dragon was in the zone. And I think also. How do I say that? I love America, not not like in a patriotic way.
1: Not like Toby oh, Keith. <laughs> a
2: patriotic way, like,
0: like, no, not a MAGA way, but I mean it in a way of like, you know, I think that American wrestling can be some of the best wrestling in the world, but there's nothing like a match happening in Japan. Yeah. Osaka is like, some people call Osaka like the Chicago of, you know, of Japan, <laughs> of just like, you know, of how the crowds are and this was the perfect place for it. I thought they were gonna hold this until Dominion, but
1: I say because normally Dominion's always in Osaka, right? Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's in Osaka Joe Hall. So mm-hmm. but they gave it to us in February. Um
1: well this is the Danielson. I don't got that much time left. <laughs> like, we, gotta, we gotta fit this in while we can. I, I made a promise. I gotta
2: stick I mean, to we, that we, so.
0: the thing is, you know, he's talking about yeah so we need the third one two out of three falls and so like he has like so many Dream matches. He has to wrestle between like now and all in. Well, that's what
1: was so crazy about the eye injury is like he's like, nope, I got to keep going. And my eye goes, my eye goes. It's like, yeah, as JJ Redick says, NBA players are gonna do some crazy. Like you're a sick fuck. Like
0: <laughs> Danielson, um, literally. I think because I've seen him in so many places last year. Like, like bro, you have half an arm. Yeah. One eye, <laughs> one eye. The
1: eye stuff more is more impressive because every match I got like, I got to, try to beat the shit out of that that eye, and I'm like, oh. this is getting a little too, little too close to like, we got to check on this guy. Um,
0: like, dude, you're doing all of this and like still putting out like some of the best work of your life, like some of the best work of your career. Like, it's absolutely insane. And I think that one thing I think that, and I don't want to say it's a weakness of Zack Sabre Jr's but Zack Sabre Jr. isn't always known as an aggressive wrestler. You know, like as an aggressive, like you've never seen him in a hardcore match. Oh, you know, no, no, never. Exactly. You know, like you've yeah. never seen him, like.
1: Even though he did face Nick Gage in that GCW match. I that watched that match.
0: match and I watched I was like, that match. <laughs>
1: why is he doing this? Did he have a bet? Like,
0: <laughs> I will say the thing is, I watched that match because I said, it's not happening. I said, this yeah, is I, it I'm right. like,
1: I just got like, I got to see and this. And then
0: yeah. I'm like, bro. This is Zach Saber Jr. versus Nick Gage. Yeah. What? Um, but yeah, like.
1: On the thank me later, because I'm like, Zach Saber Jr. versus Nick Gage on the Drake, thank me later GCW show. I'm like, this, what world is, is this, again, is this being punked? Is this what's going on here? What timeline are real we in?
0: Insanity. And I think that Zach Saber Jr. has been really searching for like that affirmation. He's been on a very impressive, and honestly, I truly believe that. If Will Ospreay did not have the year that he did, I think that Zack Snyder Jr. would have been a lot of people's wrestler of the year. Um, he wrestled just about everywhere. He performed well just about yeah. everywhere. He went on world tour. He went to the GCWs. He went to the AEWs. Yeah. He went to NOAA. He went to New Japan. He went to Rev Pro. He went to all of these places. Um, and he had these great performances. But I think that Brian Danielson brings a something out of him and i think that danielson was able to do it with okada too okada is one of those people doesn't you know he's not known as like a hardcore wrestler he's not aiming for blood you know all the time and stuff like that but brian danielson is able to bring out a level of aggression more
1: so viciousness yeah we're talking yeah. about
0: that yeah not and hard yeah like
1: like yeah
0: like it's like turning
1: into the pit bull turn it into the rock wire like you know
0: exactly and he brings that out of these guys and I think that and I'm gonna be honest, even after the Wrestle Dream match, I still came out of it thinking, like I said, Zach Saber Jr. is the best technical wrestler in the world. Yeah,
1: that's the thing when you watch both of these matches cause I my real first exposure to him was in P W G highlights and I'm like, who's this guy with the cool jacket from from England? So yeah. seeing him over the years and being the the star of the Cruiserweight classic, where I'm like, Oh my god, is Zach Saber Jr. finally gonna sign a WWE? And he said, Nah, I'm good. And I wasn't even mad when he did that. I'm like, no, that makes a lot of sense because they won't know what to do with you. Um, and he, he was, goes straight to New Japan.
0: Can you imagine though? Like, the like timeline
1: yeah. which he's st- he would have been in the, no, no, he would have been in the Black and Gold NXT, which he would have thrived.
0: Yes, and then but he would fall by the wayside as soon as everything shifted.
1: Or he would have been Gargano, where he just wants to stay and stay and stay. Or maybe he's one of those guys like once his contract's up, he's like, I'm not renewing. Maybe he's just going to do what I'm
0: um, like like when Adam Cole like found out like they were going to switch him and
1: Kyle O'Reilly yeah they were both like I'm getting the hell out of here since this is up
0: one of those guys and I think like his post-match comments you talked about earlier were so powerful here yeah he was talking about how hey like one New Japan give me the ball like I will finish Mm -hmm. my career here I'm determined here to be here I think this is the best pro wrestling I don't need another billionaire pro wrestling I'm anti-capitalist. So I say hell yeah. Yeah, I say,
3: like normally, <laughs> That's
1: <laughs> the funny thing. Like, uh, I know he's this big like anti-establishment. I mean, big mean, he is from Britain, and a lot of the you know British punk scene is fuck the Queen, all yeah. that. Type of thing. You know. But um, and you asked like you had mentioned him going to Noah last year. My, my second favorite promo of last year is um, at Dominion. We say who my face and uh, Sheldon, I rewatched it prior to this because I want to be reminded of Sean Legacy and Chris Redway. Chris Redway. I'll beat. I'll rip your arms off. Beat some legacy over the head with him. Christopher, you're bold. I got beautiful blonde hair. He's like, you got tattoos. I absolutely do not. Like he, like him being a talker over the last couple of years is like astounded me because I think that's probably what WWE was going to try to force upon him. Like the, the character element that a lot of the indie guys don't have. Um, but his, him leaning into like just the Britishness of it all, like kind of being David Beckham because he already kind of has that look and feel to him. Yeah. Uh, like just like, you know, because the Brits will tell it like they see it a lot of times, so it's always good to to hear what he has to say. And
0: yeah, he's the nicest guy too in person. Though. That's like,
1: he's, it. He's it doesn't seem like this guy's an asshole in real life. It's yeah. like you just which makes his wrestling. And I, I think it was David Shoemaker once said, like in in all honesty, like, Zach Sabre Jr. is a heel wrestler. And I'm like, yeah, you're right because he tortures guys in the ring with like, I'm gonna bend you on this way and then that way. Like like he couldn't be a face really in terms of like yeah root for this guy even though he was. He's put on a lot of weight, and that he's leaned out so well in terms of like his musculature. Um, when he made the jump to well, not that jump, he was already heavyweight, but a real heavyweight type look. When he yeah. when he won the tag titles with Tai Chi, but um, they, when he was that skinny guy, it's like, oh god, that everyone's gonna kill this guy. Like him and Roddy Strong had a good feud in PWG. I mean, him and uh, when he was Walter, they had the feud of feuds in, in the UK for a number of years. Him and Tim Thatcher and all like they always seem like the interlock because you just you know a bag of bones, even though he's like six one, six two, but. To see him, him and Danielson clash, hold for hold, and this match, I mean, one of my favorite moments is when Danielson throws him to the rope. He kicks off it and leaps on Danielson like a spider monkey, like he always does. He just does that, like whew, yes. you know, front headlock as he like whap, wraps his legs around. Guys, it's just like God, this guy's so good.
0: I think that one Zach Saber Junior is deceptively strong. Like, I, and I think yeah. people forget that because he says he's famously said like he doesn't train with weights, but. He knows that his strength is never going to be his strength in the ring. Like mm-hmm. his flexibility, you is- got to
1: be strong to have core. Like I try to do stretches like that myself, and it's still again that takes us some strength. Even he though he has
0: RVD level flexibility, yeah, he just doesn't fly. That's it. Like he just doesn't yeah. Fly. That's which it. is why it
1: was great in the cruiserweight classics. Like this guy's gonna face again. Like, he faced the original mascara Dorada in the semifinals. That's like the guy who runs the ropes versus the guy who never goes to the ropes.
0: <laughs> uh, I think, and also like he said in his comments and he talked about Brian for, I think why he respects him of, he went to the biggest wrestling company in the world, yep. a place that doesn't even call what we do. Professional
1: wrestling, wrestling. Yeah.
0: Professional wrestling. And I, and I think that for me personally, that resonated because I think that no, I
1: agree.
0: for the fans who felt personally slighted by that, I think that's me just, and this is, this is a quick rant i think this this current like rise of wwe right now is so frustrating to me because like did we forget that you weren't even allowed to say the word wrestling for like yeah call it four to five years
1: my issue is when they have great wrestling they act like it's the greatest wrestling that's ever been invented and normally it revolves the same three to four people and a lot and
0: Seamus drew next caller. well not even that but I just mean
1: like it's largely Gunter um because again the Seth Rollins of today isn't the Seth Rollins of five years ago yeah which is sad to say um but they want to praise the storytelling in the cinema and the drama of it all where it's like if it's not the bloodline every story that's told over weeks and weeks is horrendous it's horrible like the R truth judgment day stuff is funny because it's actually working really well, but no other story works like this. Bobby Lashley street profits carrying cross office of pain story sucks because none Are of these guys.
0: Are you saying that putting all the same ethnicities in affection doesn't work?
1: It just, it, it worked when it was guys that actually had chemistry in the original I, hurt I, business. I,
0: I'm just joking. I just, no, no, when,
1: no, like trying to like, let's do the hurt business again, but not with the same guys. I'm like, the reason it worked was the guys they picked like you had a vet a front man and a young guy youngish guy you
0: just throw all the black people in affection and that and that goes for Asian people uh, yeah. Latin people like you
1: uh, but although I will say the Asuka, Kyrie saying um you know yeah. stable and works
0: had, and they've always because
1: had- the vibes are all of the same and it, it's a stable that makes sense um and
0: they've had related really, you know they have a yeah. pre-existing relationship so mm-hmm. like, it, it all makes I,
1: I was- normally agree if you like let's not all let's again let's diver- let's make it fast and fierce let's diversify it up a bit let's have one from each culture so it's it's much more I do,
0: actually I don't watch regularly but I do like that faction just because like you know yeah. they all have a lot of history especially you know Kyrie eO Oscar and Kyrie. So that one makes sense, but all the other ones, it kinda goes over my head. But I said all that say, like Zack Sabre Jr. has like made it his mission to kind of be like this that flag bearer for pro wrestling. You know, like he feels like when everybody else leaves and everybody else does this. Yeah, time, there
1: was a lot of promos so. like that. And it's it's a little too like Bradley Cooper gunning for the Oscar of maestro, like
0: Pick me, choose me, love yeah, me. And
1: I and I love Zach Sabre Jr. And I'm and, and I'm like, you have the right to say it because it's right there in front of them. Like, they have to choose you. And if they don't, then, like, you should take that personally. And then, again, your loyalty won't be rewarded. That is what I feel like if you're going to continue to show out like he has. And, granted, again, like he said he doesn't care about the money. He doesn't care about the fame at all. He wants to wrestle. days, to re- Brian Anderson. Like, you know, the action is the juice. You know, I'm in it for the love of the game type stuff, which is why... As great as the technical person was, the strikes in this match were just as good. That was the part I think people are kind of underselling is, like, they throw the uppercut at the same time and lock arms. I'm like, and fuck, you know,
0: that must hurt. Like Brian said, Brian said, like, you know, this is the first time, like, his arm felt 100% back to normal. Yeah. And so, like, cause, and if you've heard like a lot of like his former interviews, like, and the matches he's had over the last couple months, he talks about how he wasn't striking with that arm. If you see yep. him off his yep. matches, he wasn't using that arm because it was still. I weird.
1: think the matches that said that too. They had done a good job selling this match and, and the storytelling of itself. Yeah,
0: exactly. Um, and so I think the striking was great. And I think one thing about Zack Saber Jr. right now that I'm really worried about is that, like you said, right, like
1: they won't pick you. Him. You won't be. He's
0: get <laughs> all so big. Yeah. <laughs> it's like. Buddy, I'm behind you. I feel you. Yeah. I agree with mm-hmm. you. But it's just like Noah New Japan. Like right now, they're not even investing in their young guys who came up through this. That's what I mean.
1: It's like, yes, you wrote and starred and produced and, this movie. And, exactly. But this person played someone else. So we're going to give the Oscar to them. So exactly. this person played a real person.
0: And I think, and I understand, like, he doesn't care about money or anything, but like, I think it does come a time where you do need to know your worth. And it's not always monetary. And I, and the thing is, Will Ospreay went through the exact same thing, right? Like, he went through his phase all last year before he even decided to leave. He was literally telling New Japan, pick me, choose me, love me. I will I will carry New Japan, take that title off Sonata, put it Damn. on me. I will. And you know what? And Will Ospreay, after all he accomplished, they still didn't push into the moon and i think that's why i get to the point where like people are like oh well new AEW is poaching all these people from new japan it's not really like that
1: no it's a lot it's self-inflicted yeah it's, it's just self-inflicted
0: oh, yeah. and yeah. i think with Zach saber junior especially is just like proud of stake he's what 37 38 like he's in an incredible physical shape his national international profile is probably higher than it's ever been you know so many wrestling fans know who he is he's nailed down his look he's nailed down his character he's an excellent talker he has a great faction behind him i i just need him to have a backup plan for whenever new japan fucks up
1: again it's just that disappointment like all right are they going to give him the new japan cup again again because been there done that like it's g1 or they don't believe in you like i mean i know he's gone to the g1 Semis, was like, no, this like to me this year, I'm not trying to get too ahead, but like someone new has to win.
0: Yes. We I can't do.
1: have and I'm I'm not saying because I'm not fully as invested neutral, but every time I check it, I'm like, get, give me something different, give me something new, give me something that's fresher than what it's been. Because when it is fresh, like when um Takahashi came back, that's when I first like when he took the belt off kushida like Kushida had been the same, but I liked Kushida, so I wasn't, you know. Matt to see Kushida get the belt again later, but like the whole point of like Takashi then going on the run he had was he was new, he was different, he's what they needed. And then my whole thing now is like you kind of rely on Takashi a little too much, if you're asking me when it comes to the juniors. Like we have 15 juniors who can kind of work as champion. You and Charlie talked about like Leo Rush should have been that guy to have the belt for a little bit. I'm like, Yeah, he's there are Leo Rush story. Three,
0: two juniors that are over, just two. And it shouldn't be like that. Like they're mm-hmm. only- yeah, and I
1: like both I like Desperado too. I liked him more someone like him for I first
0: there are two stars. There's only yeah. two legitimate stars in the And I feel like right now, like the heavyweight division is almost in the same boat. Like there's very few legitimate stars. And like like you said with New Japan Cup, like New Japan Cup, if he wins it again, it could work, but he has but don't let him win if he's not gonna win. Yeah. That- like, you know, because, you know, hey, they put the title on Sonata last year after, you know, he wins the New Japan Cup. But the thing yeah.
1: is – I think I, I guess when we get to the preview, I'll talk about Sonata and how –
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, But I do think, like like you said, somebody between the New Japan Cup and the G1 this year, somebody new has to win. Because, mm-hmm. like, we there has to be something set up for Wrestle Kingdom next year, like something that's going to pack the house. And don't get me wrong, Wrestle Kingdom did fairly well this year, especially, like, post-pandemic. But the goal is to fill up the dome. The dome was nowhere near filled up. Yeah, they, it was
1: 2017, 2018, 2019 years. Yeah, they want to okay. get back to the peak. But again, like, was it the peak because they had the most guysians ever that were the most over? Or were their guys at the right time, too? That's a tough thing. We're like, did they, did they really need these guys who started they, their own company? I'm like, I think they kind of did.
0: And I think also they had the cross between back in that time, Yeah, I think. They genuinely had the best gaijins in the world, and they also had the best Japanese wrestlers in the yeah. world. Like, you have Okada and Naito are still functional. Tanahashi is still fairly mm-hmm. functional. So
1: those were the last few years where he was like, this exactly. guy can still
0: like," these Kota
1: Ibushi guys- finally got his shit together, where he's like, I'll, I'll show up to work. I'll show up.
0: Kota Ibushi <laughs> is literally like, and staying going like crazy at this point then on this side you have like you know kenny omega you have osprey coming mm-hmm. up and i, I think one pe- one thing that a lot of people have been saying is that what made new japan special at that time is that both the new both the junior heavyweight and the heavyweight divisions were must-see
1: stacked yeah
0: it's stacked like you know who, moves on the rise kenny omega was in the junior d- d- division for quite some time Kushida will Osprey coming in. Like, you know, there were so many people to be invested in on both sides of the coin. And right now it feels like a deficit of both. And so who knows? El Fantasmo, another people who person who was yeah. really heavyweight. Um, but yeah, this match was absolutely excellent. I'm glad that we talked about it. Before. No, I agree. I'm gonna, I'm gonna watch that after um, we finish recording. I'm gonna rewatch it. Um One of my favorite parts of this match was <laughs> when Brian, Brian is has him in the submission and they're by the ropes. He said, "Grab the rope. You're gonna grab the rope. Yeah, gonna grab the bloody belt, Brian." Yeah
1: it's i think we're like should these guys just even though they're a, the they're above it in terms of what the title means but should they just have a pure rules match like should they go like no no rope grabs i this two other falls i'm like just make it submission only like that's I, like, that's I mean, the only way to truly settle it is have the submission match don't do the you know i knocked him out with my knee he you know uses a el- elusive zack saber jr locks you in a hold and you can't escape type pins um and
0: i also that's that that, that zach sabre jr's power bomb is actually excellent
1: yeah when he does the when he adopted the minchinoku driver i'm like oh this actually kind of works for him even though that's a movie that really is not impressive to me i'm like he pulled it off because again like he, he's so flexible his split for the driver just works so perfectly like, top looks, is- like
0: his zach driver is insane like it's so mm-hmm. good and you know like he's not even a power guy but yeah. it, it's very aesthetically pleasing but yes this match was I'm interested to see what Big Dave breaks it because you know he let the last. Oh game.
1: yeah, well, these are his two guys that okay, I
0: think the, gonna... you know, on if I I'm trying to think like Dave Meltzer, I try not to do that very often, but I think he might go a six. He might go a six. I could see. I think it's
1: probably five and a half. Yeah, I think it's
0: five seven five. I yeah, yeah. I, I'm gonna be honest. Just because these are two of his favorite people, like I know Dave probably creamed himself like literally <laughs> watching this just knowing how he gets I think
1: like he's a guy who loves wrestling wrestling i like is, is you know he's someone who i respect as a historian and as a yeah. reader of matches a lot of his talking head opinions i i disagree with most of the time but he knows real wrestling because he's seen a lot of real wrestling um so this too and this is again he's an mma guy too and this match has a lot of like tra- yes. again the transitions i mean being a Samoa Joe fan in the early, early um to late 2000s with the transition from one hold to another. Zack Sabre Jr. takes that to a next level. Him Then Danielson takes that to a next level too. And like when they trade holes within holds and reverse each other's because they know what the other's going to do, that psychological game. But again, locking each other in the heel hook and just take turns slapping and then kicking each other in the face. It's like these guys aren't going to give up until one guy taps or is KO'd. And that's that's the only way they got to settle is like with the MMA type of rules that uh, you know, they tried so with Ronda and Shayna.
0: Only two guys have ever won the Brian Danielson Technical Wrestler Award <laughs> and it's these two. Yeah. But honestly, I think that after this year, after they had this last match, just retire the award, man. Just like you might want I to be like because like, who else? Who else? I mean you know, I don't know.
1: Banks, you know Banks a little bit because he was on the yeah. show of us. Um he had said Pete Dunn was better than Zach Saber Jr. And no, I said you are fucking crazy. I like Pete Dunn and Pete Dun Dunn is a good technical wrestler he's not Zack Saber Jr. Is
0: and- very, very good.
3: Yeah. Um,
0: you know what though? And I haven't seen a lot of him outside of AEW. But from what I've seen from Hechicero, oh I would, Sarah, yeah. I would love and also I would love for them to run a triple threat match with these three because Brian Danielson has not been able to guard <laughs> Hechicero at all. That's
1: what's been good about their storytelling. Yeah, within their cooked. Um, my personal favorite, I was almost debating wearing his shirt is um. A- you and Charlie talked about him potentially returning from injury soon, which is Kyle O'Reilly. That's another great Oh,
0: yeah. Pick Kyle O'Reilly a wrestling. great pick. Yeah. And, you know, and, him
1: and him and Zach Russell in PWG, I don't think him and Danielson have ever crossed because they were never in the same company, too. So um, yeah. that's a match that has to happen soon.
0: And I'm a um, – uh, you know, he's older now, so he'll probably never win an award. However, though, I am a Shibata truth there. I think that like, he's one of the
1: oh, best. I think, I think Shibata was trapped in the era of Danielson to Zach. He was probably like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> like,
0: exactly. Imagine. I don't I, I'm I need that match like with both of these guys at some point. The match that
1: have... uh, O'Reilly and Shibata had for the never open title is one of the that's probably the best never open title match of all time that I can remember because it's a title that's started – You know,
0: I, I need to watch. I didn't go time.
1: to had that good one, but still, it was uh, my
0: favorite one so far is like the Ishii Shibata never open uh, yeah. title match because that's like an all timer for me.
1: Yeah, that makes sense because there's two styles like the hard hittingness. I actually liked that. Tomatanga to Shingo Takagi match from this year. I thought that was a. I was
0: that match, shocked
1: by how much I enjoyed that match this year. The
0: Wrestle Kingdom match truly, for yeah. people who were there, no. That match changed the direction of the show because mm-hmm. it was not hitting until that Shingo Takagi, Tomatanga match. And another thing specifically about Hechicero. Fantastic Mania is coming is happening right now. Yeah,
1: it's happening right now. I never really paid attention to that when new when I was following New Japan like that.
0: I'm um, I'm I'm getting into it this year because I'm trying to get more into CMLL. But after his match, yes, was it yesterday or the day before? Hachiro challenged Zack Sabre Daniels
1: Jr. Yeah, to me it always just seemed low stakes and, and not in like in a bad way. It just seemed like the Marvel shows were like this might not play into the future too much. So it's
0: like um, <laughs> that's so sweet life of Hannah Montana. You know, like it's the it's the closet. I never
1: got into those. Episodes. I think I had just stopped watching them when those were happening. Oh, I
0: forgot. I'm younger than everybody else. But yeah, they did the well, I mean I
1: turned twenty. Hey, I turned twenty-nine in two weeks, less oh, than two okay. weeks.
0: Oh, so. yeah. oh, I, yeah. actually,
1: like, my Disney face was I think already done when that huge I remember seeing the ads, when I'm like, I don't want to watch Disney Channel anymore. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, that's the sweet life of Hannah Montana. That's how I feel yeah. about Mania, But it's a great time, you know, everybody wears like their
1: Yeah, I know Takahashi really gets into it. Out of all the guys, Um,
0: Hiromu Takahashi is currently going insane, so he's been wrestling in a mask and he's been pretending. He went back
1: to Kamatachi, right? Yeah, he
0: went. Yes, Um, and you know he's also been like descending into madness ever since (laughs) losing.
1: He's in Orange Cassidy or brothers in arms in that.
0: (laughs) Locked in. Um, But last but certainly not least on this card, we have the first steel cage match in New Japan, and I believe what, 25 years? Something like that? I think that's Um, what
1: uh, Chris Charlton had said, something like that. He said it was in the mid 90s, so it would be within 25 to 30 years, yeah.
0: Yes, so I'm gonna start by saying this. I think that this is one of the most divisive matches that I've seen, because I've seen seen opinions from people who are like, I fucking hate this, to I think that this is the greatest thing ever. (laughs) And I'm gonna be honest, I think that this was one of the greatest things <laughs> <ever>. <laughs> I listen, and I didn't have high hopes. Okay. When they started building that cage and I saw that it was three feet tall. I said, well, yeah. I well, said the, what's going to happen here?
1: Yeah. Well, here's the thing. Like, and you would know this and a lot of new Japan followers know this, like they don't do the attitude era stuff. Like they, like, they don't do hardcore. Like when they had that ladder match with Elgin and Omega, it was like the shittiest ladders they picked um everyone again the tables are the worst tables in wrestling just because they don't break or they break in the worst ways so, like they don't do and the chairs are like in the worst chairs ever in wrestling um that was always the weakest point of every evil matches when you put the chair on the guy just hit the chair off i'm like this doesn't seem like it hurts that much to me because these chairs are so flimsy um so yeah they built that cage which was just more like the i don't know, just kept selling was to contain guys not to not to be like a, a weapon weapon just like no these guys had had to be like they let the two gangs in the prison have the cells to themselves, so they could hash this out finally. Like exactly. that's, that's that was the vibe. Not like no, this has to be war games, war games. Just like no, like they're contained, so it doesn't spill out to the crowd. Like it, like Gabe Kid does. Yes. Or like you know, so someone can jump. I mean, Francisco and Kira still jumped off that bitch, and I was like, "Damn!" I'm
0: like, not gonna lie. Every time somebody, I tried, was scared
1: that when he went, he went up top. I'm like, "Don't fall! Don't fall! Don't like."
0: Every time somebody, I I will say this is probably the most scared I've ever been watching any type of cage matches because, like, if you watch them with like WWE or even the one with AEWs for Blood and Guts, you know that these yeah. things have been put together like you know for days. and, am like. We literally watched them put this shit together and bad
2: yeah.
0: And so, like, you can see it wobble. And also, every time somebody uses it as a weapon, I'm like, oh my gosh, it's all gonna tumble. It's all gonna tumble. And you know, everybody kept talking about Osprey's girlfriend, she's right by the I said, yeah, it's gonna collapse on her, isn't it? Like I said, it's just going to fucking collapse.
1: I was worried that, yeah, as soon as someone got Irish whipped into it, it was the whole thing would move and then fall apart. But it actually kind of stood the test pretty well because that's been the biggest criticism. And I I think that's the only real criticism I agree with is that this cage was non-threatening. But like I said, it was meant not to be. The the selling point was like these 10 guys are literally going to try to get within killing each other so it's not a crime crime like they're they're as close to manslaughter as you can get without being convicted is what this match aimed to do and a lot of it was very over the top storytelling and but some of it was like damn barbaric hardcore wrestling like i think we all knew even though i saw the the stills because i didn't watch it live like you did um so i had seen hanari with his head tape um but you can tell when gabe kid threw that table at him that like shit did not go right in terms of like that was not a clean blow because it yeah. sounded bad when it happened
0: it was um, they said it was like a false and i and yeah. i, I will say, like i think that a lot of the criticism for this match comes from the fact is that how do i say this american television wrestling has been so sanitized for so long when it comes to, especially like now that wwe has kind of like reclaimed the war games concept mm-hmm. uh just it's been sanitized for so long people don't know what on and real chaos is supposed to look like and even like with aew right they do blood and guts but it's in the context of a tv environment so no it's, you're never going to see a full as we saw last year with blood and guts right really great it's still
1: not tv Why? environment when John moxley pulls out a bed and nails which scared me to death uh
0: yeah, you know, and I and, you know, and I loved it, but one thing the thing that I hated the most about Blood Guts last year is that clearly you can tell it's on TV time, so like you yeah. can tell they're trying to rush through spots at the end, rushing through the ending and stuff like that. Like, this is the first time I think in a, versus
1: this, which exactly. went on maybe a little too long. I think that was the other uh criticism of it too.
0: Four minutes, yeah. There's only minutes.
1: so much you can do, but like so there's a lot of like we got to drag this out. We got to take the people on the ride, like Stone Cold says. And and some of it worked, and some of it didn't. Especially yeah. like each guy kind of got their moment to shine. Obviously, they buried TJP early so he can slide it under the ring. How he got dressed under the ring like that, I still don't know.
0: We That's kinda, impressive like, of itself. And <laughs> hey, you know what? Here's the thing: I would feel like this match felt also kind of like a for me. I felt like it felt like a Wrestle Kingdom redo because like I felt like a Wrestle Kingdom. The match was great as far as like the three way. But I still don't feel like David Finley had really clicked. Or you really want clicked.
1: you want to talk about David Finley?
0: <laughs> yeah, let's talk about David Finley. Okay, so one
1: of the last White Noise episodes I did, it probably was one of the last, like three or four, was when David Finley became Bullet Club leader, and I had said like, this is like the practice squad quarterback getting the chance to be the starter. Um, I and and everything I've seen since then, I'm like, I again, it's wrestling. He does a heel act like he's supposed to to get the heat but but all of it is very ruthless aggression era triple h like i don't believe you're this guy i don't buy it at all and that's my biggest this not just because i've never liked david finley every time i'm like this guy doesn't have a good look he's an okay wrestler i mean and i really try to sell that now as like the son of fit finley his become who he was meant to be and i'm like you're still not that guy i don't believe your look he i don't believe his his voice because when he talks this does not sound like a guy who's meant to lead a no. pack of wild animals.
0: with the no he doesn't have
1: the oh, lost a- i'm gonna i'm gonna pick a cage match you can't handle i'm like who voted this like in tribal council they would get rid of this guy like,
0: he doesn't come off as like wild and unhinged the way that the others do i do think that this that's is- why
1: they can't be the leader
0: this match yeah. is the the most believable, I believe, he's look. No,
1: I still don't believe I
0: still- him. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: no, mean, don't
0: get me wrong, he got compared to the others. He that's the thing,
1: like, all the other guys can't be like Gabe Kidd realistically should, but he's too much the hothead, he's too much the guy who, like he'd kill everyone if he was the leader, even if, like he'd be like, I can't trust all of y'all, I'll do it myself. Type drill maloney kind of should be because he has the look. He has the Prince Devitt, AJ yeah. Styles, Jay White. Can you make a look of a Bullet Club leader? Um, he, and he came to this match dressed like Rambo with the headband, and the, I'm like, he's
0: in the in the in the fourth. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that was yeah. like, so he, funny. He
1: copied Slice it alone from First Blood Part Two. Um, Alex Coglin, he's just the perfect henchman look and sound. Whenever and he, he doesn't talks, talks, talk, like,
2: or like when yeah.
1: he really does, talk? it's like, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do something. Great. Well, that's not the most impressive part. When he just, he gave when them he, the oh, kendo yeah, stick. And I was school. like, I'm like, you're you're a brave man, sir. You're but a brave what I, man.
0: I, what I really like about Alex Coughlin is like, he doesn't talk, and but yeah. he gets all of his, he, he knows how to make eye contact. He can make it. He can emotional. He's got
2: crazy eyes, yeah. He
0: gets it. Like, you know, all of them have, except for David Finley, have crazy ass eyes. Like, they yeah. really look insane. And I think like, these guys dressed for war, they look like G.I. Joe.
1: Mm-hmm. No, d- Alex Coughlin is like every 1980s tight end to like this guy's a <laughs> psycho like don't throw the ball he's going to truck through you even if he doesn't have the ball and Clark Connors just looks so much like James Drake in terms of like is this Shawn Michaels bastard son I don't know maybe it is like, <laughs> like we might have to do the math because he like the receding hairline the look Like, he can't, he might be Shawn Michaels again he's got that personality too. like none of these guys are the leaders yet so david finley leading them by default is what i get like someone has to corral these you know pack of wild dogs together and lead them but it's a like, guy i still don't buy it because david finley himself is just again with the shillelagh and and just because you got ghetto doesn't mean you're a top guy i mean jay white really didn't need ghetto that was the whole point of like jay white like you're jay fucking white on the mic it's like
0: <laughs> What and I was thinking last night, like I said, I, last night I watched the Rainmaker mm-hmm. Shock, and obviously, you know, at that time Gato was, he, did he, was he didn't need then, and he did mm-hmm. need him, and you know, yeah. like, and I think that one thing that I think what was really cool with the. The Okada Gato relationship, and then also the Jay White Gato relationship, is that it felt so authentic. I, I'm gonna be honest. I love Jay White and Gato's relationship.
1: Oh, I mean, they, the their dynamic. I'm saying like
0: they had the great dynamic, and I don't feel that like it doesn't. Feel no,
1: like, no, no. It's
3: it's very. I don't forced. feel that
0: with Finley. It feels very forced. Like they don't have any funny inside jokes, or and they don't have like like. Do you remember this? Like you know like, and I feel like Jay White was just so magnetic everything he did he made must see like even his post-match yeah. comments he's turned it into a little show
1: you oh he's the this. best at it yeah J
0: show yeah it's
1: your jay show i mean when he when he won the title again at dominion and he and all the bullet club is there that night and he cuts this amazing like state of the union type promo and and it's to set up for door the first yeah, door is
0: like
1: oh beat me once you know adam, my good friend adam cole like he, he's so great and david finley is just like when I'm telling you I'm the leader, it's like, oh my god! Like no, like oh, I, just, brother, I don't. Get this guy it's out like it's Becky Lynch when she fully became the man. We're like, I'm not buying it. I don't, I don't believe it. Like she proved it when she took the punch from Nia Jackson, and kept standing.
0: Definitely. Yeah. But
1: after that, when she became, you know, like the female Conor McGregor, and this was the thing with Osprey when Osprey became the Commonwealth kingpin. Like, am I? Ki- I'm kind of buying it because he's British and he has that oi type feel to him. Which is why the back and forth between him and Gabe Kidd was so good on IG Live and Twitter when they were just going at each other. It's like I, Will Osprey can be that like pub brub who's like, yes. yeah, bro, I'm gonna fuck you up, bro. Watch around me, bro. Like he leaned into that so well. Like that's why they. That's why the United Empire became the new Bullet Club is because they had a guy who could lead a good. And I'm shocked that Henare is this good now because when I first started watching, they gave him the he was a young boy who then became like the basic savage type in i I'm like, ah, this looks bad. And um, I know he's made leaps and bounds. And like, I watched him versus Gabe Kid; That was uh, as hard-hitting as you can get. Um, him and Eddie Kingston had a good match in G1. That was one of the few G1 matches I was able to catch. And I'm like, Last damn. Year
0: also, um, it actually happened during WrestleMania weekend. And I think it was my favorite match of WrestleMania weekend. Him and Shingo Takagi had the ultimate okay. triad match. It was the first ever ultimate triad match. So to win the match, you have to... Get your opponent. You have to pin them, get them to submit, and you have to get them out for a ten count. Is this for
1: the KOPW? Because I, anytime I see that, I just tune out. Like it's the worst looking belt to me, and I don't like the. We can make up the rules. Shingo
0: Shingo's KOPW reign was the last. I know that
1: was the good one. I know.
0: And that match was so fantastic. Like that alternate tryout match was so fantastic. Hanare, I will say, I think the twenty twenty three. That was the match that I was like, oh, he's something special. And I I think, you know, him doing the full change at the G1, tattooing his face, I said, oh, this is a wild motherfucker. Like, this (laughs) dude is crazy. (laughs) But, like, he's nuts. I think, like, you know, I don't know where his ceiling is because I think theoretically he could be a big star. But in all seriousness, knowing New Japan, I do think he's the next Ishii type character. Yeah. I think think that his, he will be maybe, you know, the, the guy like Ishii, you know, the best bout machine of the G1 every year, maybe cap out at, you know, being never open weight champion. I was
1: about to say definitely never open weight champion.
2: Which I
0: think, hey, if that's supposed to be the BMF belt, like it was invented to be, I think he's next up. Like he should be like the guy who's like the guardian of that belt for years to come. But
1: or a better tag partner to for jeff Cobb because i i can't stand great O'con we skipped over him earlier <laughs> i've never what he came I back with the
0: great o'con match that i love and this the but. one versus john moxley and it was so good like it was it was fantastic and you know what i think that that's the thing kind of like what we were talking about with Hikaleo. what great O'con has to offer it doesn't really fit with the the type of opponents he has like he needs, and I'm going to be honest, I think that great O'Connor should be moved to that never open weight division too. Let him mm-hmm. have the crazy matches, you know? Like, let him do the the nutty CTE classics and stuff like that. Like, you know, let him have those. I He's never going to be appealing in a one-on-one wrestling match, you know? Like, I just don't think that. Exactly,
1: and- yeah. Or in, even in that tag, again, when, he, when they were the tag yeah. champs at Forbidden Door, I'm like, every time he got in the ring, I'm like, God, I can just like, tune out for these three minutes until Jeff Cobb, because that's what I want to see Jeff, Jeff Cobb throw motherfuckers. Cause he's Jeff Cobb. That's the dynamic him and Coghlan had in this match. you just like, let's take turns suplexing guys and suplexing each other and blocking that. Um, and each guy got a moment to shine. I mean, I TJP personally, again, is not a favorite of anyone, but you can't deny TJP can go in the ring. It's that's always been. Yeah.
0: And I um, think also another thing about this match that was remarkable. Uh, so many people came in this match banged up. Like Drilla had a yeah, yeah. Side.
1: Yeah, I was, that's why I was about to bring up. I'm like Jeff
0: Cobb was, you know, out. Panare and Gabe Kid a week before that literally had a double knockout off of the yeah wildest. Well, no, the second wildest headbutt I've ever seen. The first one is the one that almost killed Shibata.
1: Yeah, um, watching that match was just like, did, did he do this? Like.
0: and like you know like sometimes you can see when wrestlers are faking headbutts like no 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 hitting these
1: yeah i loved when he did the one like and he again, it's just like he hits it and then collapses straight down and they both hit at the same time but yeah the drill the maloney that's that's why i didn't like that um the tag match they had because i'm like oh this guy's really a one man a one arm man now he's a one arm man in the cage fight and i'm like hopefully get well soon this is an injury that takes too long but when he showed it after i'm like you can already tell he can't wrestle because he's Doing this the whole time. And it's like, ah, God. But yeah, to do the stuff he was trying to do in this match, again, still hitting the Drill Kill. I'm like, I again, mean, he was the guy who could have been trapped in WWE if they had kept him in the UK what like he me, was supposed to be.
0: Osprey. Like, I genuinely yeah. think like Drill is the closest thing to Osprey. Like, I think like he, who he is in the ring, absolutely outstanding.
2: Mm-hmm. And
0: I think like obviously he lost weight to become a junior, but he doesn't look like a fucking junior. No, it doesn't look like it. Yeah. Brooks. <laughs>
1: Yeah, that's what was funny when Moxie said, uh, "When I showed up in New Japan, they said Shingo was a junior. No fucking well, way, he know, was a junior. Like, look you at guy, it.
0: You know, like, look
1: at the size of this fucking guy. You say he's a junior? That's bullshit."
0: Gorilla uh, has like, it, like he he has it, and yeah. I think that, and also Osprey's that crazy dude who's going to work through the injuries and stuff. Like, and like here's the thing: I'm not saying people should do it. I'm not, I'm no, not, not endorsing it in any way. But like, he and you can tell that Osprey literally built so much of the foreign roster and he did it for a reason he sees these different traits in these people mm-hmm. and like is one of them Colin newman's another one of them you know akira's another one of them and i think that akira was a huge question mark coming into this match he was flat out saying like yeah oh, the
1: most storytelling thing. going into yeah like if he was, was going like, to be the the coward or not yeah
0: like i'm scared Mama.
1: yeah he was I doing know. the very like
0: <laughs> and i will say like this match took me on such a emotional roller coaster because like I was sobbing at the end because like, <laughs> that ending sequence, that ending sequence went. I will,
1: I will say like the, again, the, it took them a while to rip apart that ring. And then, but then when they wanted to still wrestle on, I'm like, it became satisfying that even though it was so high risk, like when guys are falling through it, um, it's still impressive to see them, like, cause I've never really seen like it be used to that extent. We've seen God, you know, Moxley and I think yeah. King Omega lifted the mat. AJ Styles of you know in matches with Bully Ray, they like they've lifted the mat, but no one's like fully Lip- like had five Lip- to ten more minutes shit. on the boards <laughs> and guys falling through the boards and be like, shit, fuck in a real way. We're like every time their foot goes through, and it's like was, uh hopefully they're prepared to
0: I literally and I realized I think maybe it's just Will Osprey matches that always get me like this. Cause I remember having like similar feelings in the Wrestle Kingdom match with Kenny Omega just like they can't. They're not gonna keep wrestling much longer, right? Like they're not like, especially after his head like went through the wooden table. Like, yeah, like, I, I said and that was
1: like, like, one of the great moments for him. I just said, like, "Fuck
0: you, fuck you." Like, and, like this match it? can't last much longer. Then they go like an extra fifteen minutes. Yeah, and it's I, I think like Osprey, like the image of Osprey grabbing Akira's lifeless body and like yeah. into him, him and like pushing him out of the ring falling on his own sword sacrificing himself like that
1: yeah my boy my sweet boy and then like
0: everything like it literally had like the violence it had blood it had guts but it also it wasn't like people just trying to kill each other just to kill each other everything had a meaning and storytelling and that's why for me it's a minimum five stars like even with all its faults like I'm going to put it at a minimum five stars just because, like, I don't. I think that this match, especially like influential, like, was it pretty? Was it always the best? It's not supposed to
1: be it? when it's, it's a war. It. Like, yeah, that's the thing. I mean, I you want stuff to be clean, but it doesn't have to be precise. But again, like, if when you you're doing that, a move that's... on on boards, you're gonna have a mistake. I mean, like the Gabe Kid pile driver to the to the ladder was insane, and you could tell like when they bent, like these guys are hurting, like. This is,
0: if and like, and also like, if you want a more sanitized universe, guess what? That exists. That's what WWE is for. Survivor Series board Game. <laughs> no, I could I see. You know, if you I'm want, I'm not to- in. That's what blood and guts is for.
1: By being a ruthless era, aggr- ruthless aggression era guy, like that's the tail end of like as hardcore as it can get because it becomes a PG era. So like, I appreciate the violence, and I only have a limit to ex- extreme, extreme, like. Watching the um El Desperado John Moxie is like is is like I'm like, damn, like that's how you do it though. Like you have to go all out, you have to believe in it. I don't like the GCW stuff as much as I don't like pizza cutters because yes. like the real life real life stuff freaks me. Like, I gotta watch out if a man like I didn't get PTSD in terms of like I gotta watch out if a man has a fork just hanging around. Yes. <laughs> it's like that's how Francesco Akira feels. Like anyone who has a fork around who's just gonna be like, too close, too close, like
0: I think it's also too like with the performers like depending on who they performer is because i think in gcw and i think a lot of the indies right i think a lot of people are trying to quote unquote death match to pop people like you know just like
1: it's shocking exactly. off exactly shocking but off i six, think yeah. like
0: like you said, the De- El Desperado versus John Moxley. Like these two was guys. El Desperado
1: like, was saying like, I could be as tough as you. You're not that fucking Exactly. Tough.
0: Like, <laughs> like it's all about believability. Like, are yeah. you crazy? Like, are you crazy enough? Like, I'm just as crazy as you are. That's what mm-hmm. I think I love about Will Ospreay. Is Will Ospreay like a natural hardcore wrestler? No. But he's just, he's just able to, he's all, he can be insane. Like, you know. And, like Kenny and, Omega. And,
1: that's where their exactly. similarities are the same. Like insanity, Kenny Omega lo- loved. Attitude era, yeah. Well,
0: insanity is supposed to take you outside of your comfort zone. Same thing like with you saw it with Akira, finding that confidence of, of you know, like there, I'm all for violence. I'm all for gore. I don't like when like people are doing spots just to do them. Like, I think everything is supposed to have meaning. Yeah. Everything's supposed to have storytelling. And that storytelling I felt was so strong in this match. And that's why I'm high up on it. And I also think like this match is one of those matches that, if New Japan is smart, Jesus Christ, I don't know. But this can be, this is going to be one of the most influential matches of a lot of these guys' careers. Like mm-hmm. uh, just being a part of it. Like I feel like it's kind of in the way of like you know, like the think about the TLC matches from like the two thousands, right? Were yeah. they Pretty. The no. Yeah. They were they
1: were crack
0: they were car wrecks essentially, mm-hmm. but the influence that those matches had, like same thing with like I think even more recent example swerve hangman texas death match like was it pretty no but that those are the matches that have that type of attitude to influence a generation like influence a generation of like who they want to be and what they want to do like honestly i looked at that match i'm like aew needs to look at this and completely revamp how blood and guts is done like i think that take it off dynamite put it on pay-per-view like that's probably
1: it's been its weakness yeah it's like
0: The TV TV TV. format is the thing that's holding it back. Everything else is great. Like, you know, like I've enjoyed the people in it. I've enjoyed like, you know, you know, the, the matches themselves, but the TV format just takes away, like put blood and guts on pay-per-view, sub it out with something else. I don't know. Like, but I think that this match is influential and we're not even going to see the full influence probably for months and years.
1: Yeah. Cause like, I, again, you would retweeted that David Finley again. Like, I'm not buying what he's saying. He again, <laughs> so and that's what I mean. Like, he's like, I'm gonna walk even slower to the ring now. And I'm like, You're not Roman Reigns. We already got that. Like, I'm not buying what this guy is selling, but I know what he, in terms of like selling, like, you know, I'm still sore, I'm still pissing, but like that, I like that's gonna, like prove it to me that way. Like, it's hard to be in matches like that. Like, again, like, Hanari's gonna probably talk about this in interviews. He'll give like, you know, ha- like him selling like the wooziness of it. I'm like, This might be real, but he's also. Very convincing if it's a work, like, it, Hinari, just, like
0: literally exactly. stumbling, like, this, like, what? And this um, like, did you watch the, if you watch the Osprey post match comments after? Yeah, this, it and <laughs> it was like he's talking to everybody line, and then like Hanari just crumples next to him, comes out of nowhere, and he pats his head, like, oh my gosh, yeah. My my good dog came like, oh my gosh, you didn't have to come. He's probably
1: just like, I'm glad you didn't die or that you're not in the hospital. (laughs) He's
0: bleeding out of his head. Like you can tell it's coming through the gauze of like, this is real crap. Yeah, Hanari's the real deal. And I, and honestly, like, I'm kind of really excited for the him and Gabe kid to have a rematch, but I'm also really terrified. So like, cause they literally did almost kill each other. Like, no. And
1: that's, that's what I mean, like, yeah, because I don't watch as much as the British scene, British scene as I should. Um, that's where a lot of these names like Drill Malone, even though I'm aware of them, I just don't watch yeah. or watch it. And, and Gabe Kid, I know he was a staple there. Besides being the LA Dojo core four, and now he's going to go do this again with Eddie Kingston at Windy City Riot with th- their version of this. And it's like,
0: yeah, I'm interested, and I'm in, I'm very interested um, to see who those partners are, who their partners mm-hmm. um, are, because like you know. Eddie, like I'm, I'm sure homicide will be one
1: homicide Ortiz, and then Gabe Kid calls Santana to make it yeah. even. <laughs> and
0: then, like you know, so I think that's going to be like it's going to be great. And I, and one thing about specifically the hanare Gabe Kid match, and I, and what they did in Cork Can, it had the sense of urgency that I didn't get from that last Shota Rin match. because yeah,
1: I watched that match prior, and I,
0: yeah.
1: I, I said you know I that to deliver. Yeah, yeah. six
0: man match. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. And I think it was a solid match for what it was. I think you're right in saying it didn't deliver like how it should have in terms of like the hype around it of these two young guys, that blow off feud. But again, it's because showed had how to take the fight to him and yeah. tap into the hardcore side where it's like, I remember when they yeah, once said, it
0: um, was great. That that, oh, no, that, that,
1: that was fucking crazy. It's
0: like,
1: I think it was David Schumacher who said um, when he was Dean Ambrose, and he had made the heel turn on Seth Rollins to break up the shield. And they had like a straight match for the IC title. And David Schumer was like, they had a straight up match when it should have been like a brawl fight. Like it doesn't make any sense. Maybe that's what Amino yeah. and Narita didn't. It was in between. It's like they wanted to do hardcore Benado all the way, yeah. but and they still wanted to wrestle because Narita still can. And that's Shumano's best strength. And Dave Kinn and Hanari just like, no, we're just going to go. Beat the shit out of each other. I think they compared it to Fry Takayama at some point because it basically was that when they just like club each other like. Tsh, 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 tsh. It's like
0: yeah, like that match lacks that sense of urgency. And right now, like, and 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 I try not to be like, how do I say, like, just very in the clouds about everything. But I truly think that beyond just good wrestling, right now, New Japan needs matches. Like I said, like this cage match. You need the match to like inspire people. Like have need,
1: energy to it. Yeah.
0: Yeah, like you need that match to like. Inspire generations you need it to like inspire fans get them excited about the future you know like be like oh i can't wait for what's next and i'm thinking like there's some guys who have it and then there's some guys who don't yeah and it's such a mix right now and it feels like the guys who don't bring that type of excitement are getting the push and the guys that do it's just night and day and especially when you have both of these guys, these sets of guys, have come up through the, system, the same system. Essentially, they're technically all your guys, even though some might be foreigners and some might not. And it's clear that everybody's not on the same level. And like, I'm not talking about Shota. I think he's great, but he's being brought down by the level of opponents that he's with. Because imagine if he was a part of something like this, like. And I, and he's, he's thrived whenever he has gotten to be a part of stuff like that with Blackpool combat club. Like he, that's how he got to face. Like, you know, See,
1: that's my grand plan is like, does he come over fully link up with them? And I think I said this to Keeks once or in the comments, I'm like, does that start the beef with him and Wheeler, you like, who's the true young boy. And is that, does that start the beef between Mox and Danielson of like, well, my young boy is better than your young boy.
0: And, you know, hey, I think that that's a very valid story that could play out this year because, you know, John Mockley said this year that, and I think Brian Dale said, they've all said it. They said that the Blackpool Combat Club plans to be very active in Japan this year. Um, And that's both on the American shows, both on the Japan shows. And I think that it's a very, it's a very realistic option. Like, I think that there's a very real chance that Mox could beat Naito. And like, yeah, when you.
1: Probably had said that I. To, it's funny because I don't try to think too grand like that because I'm I've been kicked in the ball so many times by WWE <laughs> booking. Like, is this the time Finn Balor will finally do it? No. <laughs> um, I think mean,
0: the thing is, like, if you have Mox, if anybody's been looking at him, he's in fantastic shape. Oh
1: he's, yeah, I agree. Yeah, I mean, he's
0: cut um, weight. He looks great, and like I feel like I know he's not getting in. AEW World Championship shape. I think he's getting the IWGP World Championship shape. That's the one thing that he, well, he wanted to do. That he yeah. Kept.
1: But I think he knows, like, it, sh- it shouldn't be me for AEW champion again. I think he knows yeah. it's, like, been there, done that two times. I don't have to be relied upon, like, he did Like more Because the second time, it was just, like, uh, CM Punk's injured, and then the second, <laughs> CM Punk fucked up. So it's, like, he doesn't have to clean up messes this time. He can have his fun like he's supposed to. Um, yeah.
0: And I said this and, on Twitter, like, yeah. you know, the Blackpool Combat Club right now, they are the guardians of the Forbidden Door. So, like,
1: yeah, all truly, of these relationships, It started because of them. So,
0: yeah. Yeah. And I think that is super great. Like, I think, like, all of these relationships that are currently happening, and that's the great, that's the beauty of having top guys who know that there's more than wrestling to wrestling than being just a champion, right? Like, or being world yeah. champion in that promotion, like- these are guys who have been around the world. They've done their thing. So they have other goals. Like, you know, they're they're using AEW as a conduit to do all their other side quests. And so, and Mox is a guy who I think New Japan can definitely trust. You're like, you know, he's not like, some other guys like if you put a new Japan title on him, he's going to defend. He's
1: you. not going to, he's not Carl Anderson or Brock Lesnar. Yeah. Exactly. Like Even though, to be fair though, Brock Lesnar was like, they aren't paying me. Like they said, they were going to pay me. So I'm keeping this fucking belt.
0: Exactly. Like
1: Carl Anderson was just a dickhead about it. Cause he's Carl Anderson. So yeah.
0: Ron Moxley is 100% not one of those people. Like if you put a new Japan title on him, he's going to defend it. He's going to defend it at AEW. He's going to defend it in new Japan. He'll defend it just about anywhere you ask him to. So I think like, it's a pretty safe bet. And honestly. And I've said this before. I think I said this on the show with Charlie. I think that the uh, it could be very logical to put the belt on him at Windy City Riot, and mm. you set up something with him with Shota at you know Dominion. Like,
1: oh, well, I was going to say Zack Saber Jr. And that in that feeds oh, well, into yeah. like the, the Danielson. Like, if he finally beat Danielson, because I who like that's like who do you think's winning the tiebreaker? Real quick, Danielson or
0: I think it think should be Zack. I think, it, uh, I, think I think so,
1: it. too. I think he fully passes it, because they already, like, that seemed like they talked so much shit after the first one, especially Zack Sabre Jr. where he said, like, I'm going to make you tap this time, and Brett's like, <laughs> you're not going to make me tap! <laughs> like, you, they were just so, like, the two guys slipping each other off across the street about it, and then this time they were so respectful like, Brian Danielson, dude, i want to shake your hand. Shake my hand. Type stuff. Yeah, he's
0: now, like, I mean, you know what? I'm officially saying Zach Sabre.
1: Yeah, it was too, it was a little too like, all right, settled out. But it, I I agree. He's the guy who's in it for the love of the game. But, um, but yeah, just he beat Danielson in this match and then challenged champion Moxley. And then now he beats everyone in the B, in the BCC. And then maybe yeah. again, fantasy booking TM, TMDK versus BCC is a whole nother thing. Um,
0: and it could, but, if, if, the, if some of the guys don't have singles matches for, um, for Forbidden Door, I think that it could be a really great like situation. yeah, like you know last year they ran that ten man tag and it was fantastic. That's what I mean at mm-hmm. Forbidden Door. So like I think that there's a lot of different room to do like uh, some cool things here. Like you know, like you said, think about maybe if Shota Umino wins the New Japan Cup, he's gonna challenge like you know, um, the, you know, hold off until Dominion or secure Genesis or whatever. Like I think like there's a lot of different things. Or like you said, Zack Saber Jr. can win, beat Moxley and i think like that'll be really great too i I think that mox is a person that he can give a lot of like the same type of rub that maybe like you know okada or was supposed to yeah with, with sonata yeah and i think like the Shota match is sitting on the table i mean hey worst case scenario i think if you can hold it you can run that at wrestle kingdom like you know like the The story is there. Like the story is there. They've been building it for literally since his young lion days. I think, like you know, there there's a lot of different hands, a lot of different pots he can have his hands in.
1: To me, that feel like feels like the one he's saving because he knows how big it's going to be because of how highly he speaks of him, and again, like how prized Pony Shoda Umio is, and Yodasuji being like the the real candidates right here in, in many people's eyes but like i guess i think we're previewing the shows in saparo is that i mean i don't think shota umino is going to be evil but i think what like what's he have to gain by being evil but he has a lot to lose by losing the evil it's one of those like real toss-ups they got like oh i'm not looking forward to it then if that's if it's in this type of scenario
0: yeah so um that's a really great um segue actually into the Sapporo show so there's a night one and a night two yeah so that Shoto um is his prominence is more so on night two but on night one I would also like to say who the fuck had the idea to put Okada in this in these six man <laughs> tags come on man like not six man 10 man tags for his yeah life. I thought like it was gonna be like a singles match anybody else but well, whatever that's what we're working with we have okada in, in um well tanahashi and chaos actually um uh, because I forgot yeah and versus matt riddle and the rest of the united empire so i'm i,
1: <laughs> <laughs> I know you're not excited about the matt riddle new japan prospect
0: oh yeah i'm sorry uh, actually skip my fault i was wrong that's nice okay I said I was wrong. That's actually night two. This It's month, almost the
1: same. Well, we talked the Okada match is the same either way. So yeah, we're on the right track. Right. The, the uh, last two matches are these ten man tags. It's like you, you know, Tony Khan said preserve this guy. You
0: know, we gotta Exactly. So night one, I and also I think going back to that, I think that I'm almost positive that I think that Mox versus Okada is going to happen at Revolution. I think Mox Mar- is gonna be- You
1: think they force him right away in the in the wrestling, huh? Yeah. I just mean, I think they show up. I don't think they have matches then and there is my thing.
0: Or maybe they run it at Big Business. Maybe they run the match at Big Business.
1: Maybe that, yeah. See, that's what I mean. I think they announce, like, they debut in terms of, like, you know, as the signings on revolution that's and then set up crazy. the match for that's big crazy
0: business crazy going to be fucking insane i can't wait that's um, so
1: he's like is ghetto still like go, gonna let him be rainmaker have the music and all that he's not gonna do the oh um,
0: yeah well yeah he 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 so he trademarked filed for all oh his he trademarked
1: trademarks. it himself okay
0: yeah he filed for all his trademarks like beginning of january so yeah he owns everything
1: because i just remember prince devitt said that um chris Jericho's podcast that he couldn't take the real rock and roll jacket with him because ghetto's like i keep your gimmick in case you come back, he's like, I keep oh, your
0: gimmick. Oh yeah, Okada—he flat out said, and like, I think in his Tokyo Sports interview, he was like, "Yeah, you know, I was thinking about leaving." Like, you know, once Tanahashi became president, I was, I knew, yeah, I knew everything. Yeah, that him.
1: was. I'm like, he did said, he just fuck he, this guy? I'm
3: out of here. <laughs>
0: like, yeah, he said, "Let me get this old president up out of here." But he was like, "Yeah, like I know yeah. Tanahashi. Let me do whatever I want." So yeah, he trademarked, I think he owns everything now. Um, so his his second to last match is a 10 man it's going to be chaos versus united empire this probably won't be particularly special but we'll cry anyway um because I mean, three of the
1: guys just had a war on the
0: i will say this is a good opportunity for some of these young guys though to get in the room yeah. i'm like you know you got francesco akira in there you have cal newman um even hanari i think you know i'm excited to see what they do here there's a lot of house of torture on yeah yeah so like we talked about earlier we have show versus el desperado and here's the thing I'm so nervous about this match like I can't even put in the words how nervous I am because like I think that no, new Japan might do it like they might do it oh I, mean, I see they
2: I mean, might do
0: it they might do it and i'm I'm so scared like I'm so scared <laughs> that they might do it like just because like every time I get too comfortable they show me like you know nothing and what do you mean? I'm they just
1: rely on the like we just talked about like the Takahashi Desperado pairing is the go-to junior pairing now in terms of like who's going to have the main belt. So maybe they do the thing where like cuz when I when I got into to, to New Japan I try to go back and catch up but I like Bushi. So when he had beat Kushida that one time to get the belt and then drop it right back to Kushida just so they could he could get that baby face comeback. I'm like
0: I'm maybe that's
1: what they Really?
0: Bushi is like for me Great presentation, great. Look.
1: I, I think he can go in the ring too. Like so, when
0: the when the ring when the bell rings, I lose all interest. I don't know what it oh, is. Okay. I think, and I think maybe it was because this year the best of the Super Juniors lineup was so outstanding, and everybody was yeah. It. And he's true. always
1: the fall guy these days. Yeah, now,
0: like if you were a shitter, like it's just like okay. <laughs> but so, um, the
1: show again, j- if you just let this guy wrestle, he's an amazing wrestler that's it but you got to give him the wrench and that ha- interference with dick togo takahashi Ujiro. it's just like oh, God. so that's the thing i'm going to be disappointed by is if this is just a nothing match by two guys who we know can go bell to bell with the best of them
0: yeah um this is interesting because like i think that no matter what happens afterwards i think like they need to pivot immediately afterwards because i think what happens is You'll have matches like these, and then like rematch it to death. Like no, like and I think like if Desperado wins, you need to be building. Who's going to be that next junior heel? Yeah, you know like maybe it could be. Well, I mean, Drill is injured, so maybe give Clark Connors like you know an opportunity. Like there's really great thing. Like you, you know,
1: or Akira, if he has to be on his own, like he's saying he has to be. Yeah,
0: exactly. Um, or if Show manages to win, this is an opportunity to create like you know a really great baby face. Like you know. Uh-huh. Um Master Wado is out right now with a what so he, he
1: was supposed to be that, right? You, you know he what I mean? He d-
0: that. And they were definitely he doesn't
1: more. pop for me like that. I think he's talented in the ring, but he's also too like basic.
0: Yeah, he's not, he reminds me a lot of like Shodah with just a little less sauce. Like he's clearly, I think a lot less sauce. <laughs> yeah, he's like he's clearly the industry plant. Like he's the he's mm-hmm. the one that they want. I just don't it just hasn't fully clicked yet. So yeah, I'm interested to see like where they pivot. But that's the junior division. Um, this match could be really good or really bad, just depending on how much house of torture yeah. enters, Honestly, it really just depends on that, and it sucks, but that's just the truth. Then more, more house of to- torture talking about yeah. and about our favorite person, Shota Umino versus evil. So obviously, I had the Korakin show. Um Tama Tonga, Tonga's last Korakin show, he he basically after everything, he gave Shota the marching orders. Uh, I need you to beat evil for the Never Openweight Championship. Get it back. Now, here's the thing. Like you said, Shota has a bit of an identity crisis. He wears like his pink and white, and he has Naito hair, and he wears John Moxie's jacket. If you want him to be the Never Openweight Champion, like something's gonna have to give. Like what? What if this is be the BMF belt? Like we're going to have to see some type of like the him in the Osprey match on a consistent basis. I don't know. Like, so when it comes to Shota, I don't know if this never open weight championship is the best place to put him. Like, it's just very confusing right now. I I'm very confused of, you lose the biggest star in the company, right? And so he's declared to be the ace of the promotion. Why is he in this title picture? And why is he evil? I'm very confused.
1: Well, the evil thing was, it goes back to the bad booking at Wrestle Kingdom when Tamatanga wins over Takagi, because they wanted to give him, I think, his Wrestle Kingdom moment, but he was obviously like, I'm not sticking around, so why'd you do this? Um, It was like, I appreciate it, but thanks.
0: Well, that, um, well they didn't know
1: oh they didn't okay
0: oh no they like yeah that 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 was a whole another conversation but like because no, like they genuinely didn't know he made that like he, he when he said that in his post-match comments that it was, was like, breaking like, news then yes yeah.
1: okay i i kind of thought so but I'm, but my thing is to like is he really gonna go to wwe at his age and start over like
0: Listen, one thing I've realized is that how do I say it? I don't want to call WWE fans stupid, but they are kind of singular in the sense of if you put a racially ambiguous man in front of them and they don't know the difference between Samoan and Tongan, they're just like, Oh, put him in the bloodline. That's one
1: well, he's yeah, Tongan, yeah, like, he's he's All not right. that family descent, but they made his brother a Mexican. When he was there, like his brother was with the second Sinkara. <laughs> so.
0: you know, and like I said, like it doesn't have to make sense, you know, like
1: no, but I just mean, as a starting point, I'm like, at your age, you know, he's not again that old guy, it. I don't yeah.
0: understand it, and honestly, like he's like, he wants to spend more time with his family now,
1: except to live at home, obviously, the like a lot of these guys, think- like we said earlier, yeah.
0: And living at home is one thing, but like, just to be quite honest, like he wasn't, he's already, wasn't doing every single tour with Japan. So it's just like, yeah, look, you're traveling quite a bit, but with the WWE schedule, is it much better? You're on the road 300 days a year.
1: To me, see, this is when everyone blew smoke up Cody Rhodes' ass when he jumped ship and he, the number one thing he says, like, I want to be back on the road doing those live events. I'm like, who are you shitting? You wanted to take every other week off once you were in AEW the last two years you were there. It's like, that's what I'm like. Again, the politician he is, that's a whole other conversation. But yeah, this is what you and I have been saying is that you make Shota look weak if he loses, but also weak if he wins. It's the ultimate zero sum game because it's like you beat evil and now you have the, are we going to say the fourth most important singles title at this point? Because yeah. the world title, the global, this TV title is even more the prestigious. TV title stuff.
0: is more prestigious. Absolutely. After
1: what Zack Saber Junior did, again wrestling all over, over the world. I mean, I'm even looking forward to somewhat to Matt Riddle versus. I mean, just because it's Matt Riddle and he he's a wrestler who can go. Um, but yeah, you win the never title. And it's like you're not. I know you're not a Matt Riddle person. Based on, I I mean
0: I think also the thing is too is just like if you have show to win the title, all he's going to do is like just start feuding with Ren again. Because you know, house of torture yeah. you be evil, and we're just gonna keep going in this cycle until the new Japan Cup. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and so I'm just really confused, but yeah, that match is happening. <laughs> um, a match that I'm very excited about is the IWGP women's championship is finally being defended on yeah. new, England, new Japan show for the first time. Since Sakura Genesis 2023, I'm super excited about this match. Um, Mayu Iwatani is great. I don't understand why they haven't they didn't have her defending the title mm-hmm. until like damn near September, but whatever. After she won it on April 23rd, but that's all another conversation,
2: yeah. You
0: know, starting Road, whatever. Um, I'm a Mina Shirakawa Truther, I believe in Mina. I think that Mina's is awesome, and I think that Mina has. And here's the thing: people always talk about like you know Joshi wrestlers. I feel like this person would blow up if they ever went to the states. No, no. Mina's the real deal. Like I truly believe that the minute that larger audiences are exposed to her, they're not going to be able to get enough of her. She just has it. Like she comes out, she does this entrance with the big dance, like, and she's so interesting too. Like she's almost like the in. She reminds me a lot of like Trish Stratus, like somebody who started off as like, you know, this model eye candy. So she used to be like a-
1: Looks first, wrestling second, yeah. Yeah.
0: So she came from like the, you know, this idol world and she was originally an actress girls and like so so much like, you know, dancing cutesy, but she has become like this really excellent wrestler. Like she's really honed her craft really managed to, like, get people invested in her, like, because, you know, she's a model and all these things, and so a lot of times people don't take her seriously, because she's this pretty face, but, you know, Saya Kamatani broke her face in 2022.
1: Um, and she really is Trish
0: <laughs> Yes, she broke her face, <laughs> and broke her jaw specifically, and she was out oh, yeah. a bunch of months, and she returned at the end of 2022 at Stardom Dream Queendom, December 29th, and she comes out with this new look, this new dance, this new entrance, and a new faction. And so she debuts this international faction named Club Venus. That was also the stardom debut of Mariah May. And okay. so her and Mina, Mina won the white belt last year at All-Star Green Queen, To finishes her story against Sayaka Matani, the woman who breaks her face, right? <laughs> Only for them to make her lose the title like a month later, To Tam Nakano to be a double champion, so Tam could drop it to Mariah because Mariah's the industry plant. You know, I'm not I'm not invested in her, but you know they were whatever. And so Mina, right after finishing her story, has to go plummet down. Her and Mariah fight their way to the tag division, and then they win the Goddess of Storm, which is the tag belts. So they're rose gold did an excellent job obviously like mariah was clearly about to head out soon so they dropped the belts and ever since it feels like you know mina's kind of been trying to find her way she has this faction now with micah who's the current world stardom champion which is their world champion but mina hasn't been able to find her foothold ever since and so i think she would do great defending a belt that she could take all across the world but i will say and i don't and I, i and i think like people say a lot about poaching talent however (laughs) <laughs> I do believe that if she ever steps foot in AEW, Tony Khan is going to keep her. And I'm so serious. Like,
1: It's not about keeping them. It's about
0: and I think not even watch the I, I And, you know, she said numerous times she wants to go to America. Her and Mariah are like sisters. They want to mm-hmm. rebuild Rose Gold. I do think, especially now with, like, a, the stardom shakeup, and, start, and, like, you know, Rossi never invested in Mino. Like, you know, like, he kind of rained on her parade a couple times. And so I do think that her international future, even if it is just her holding a New Japan title and competing mm-hmm. you know, all over the world, I think that that is a very realistic possibility. And I'm all in. And I think that me, Bushi Road might feel the same way. Because Mayu Watani now has had that championship ten, almost anywhere between 9 and 10 months now. So-
1: it has to be, yeah, because... That's almost as long as she's been, Mercedes has been injured, right? Yeah. just exactly. about. So um,
0: I'm all in on this being a title change. Maybe it does. Maybe it doesn't. There's especially like with all the stardom shake up right now.
1: I was about to say, I'm not as tapped. That's the weakest part of my wrestling fandom is the Joshi stuff. Just cause I don't make the time for it. Not cause I have anything against it. Even though I know I should, because it's these gorgeous women who do the most insane wrestling they can. Um, because I, I I did watch the Mercedes Monday matches that she had against Mayu and AZM. And and when she, when she wanted to get I think the injury derailed what they were going to do with that belt. Who knows if her and I were supposed to have a back and forth with it. It most it kind of seemed like that. And it also seemed like maybe they were supposed to be more inv- her involvement with the new Japan women's strong title too, with the switch to Willow at the last second. Cause that's when the injury happened.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And you can see that my whole thing with Mercedes was if she wanted to go to AEW, she would have done it right away um and i think it's because she really wants to test herself against these women of stardom and now with the stardom scandal which i'm not fully um into the know-how of but i know that again poaching talent like um rocky romero has (laughs) been being accused of um like wwe's being accused like it's it's first of all it's wrestling. Guys jumped from territory to territory back in the day, like nothing. Like it was so supposed it, to be. Yeah.
3: Well, not just what? in terms
1: of like they held guys for more money and then were promised extra stuff and this and that. You know, Shawn Michaels constantly loomed going over to WCW for years and years it's like, I'm gonna go over there. I'm gonna go over there. He's like, Fine, fine. So um to see if a title change will happen i don't think so just due to all the chaos i know that Mayu saying she's sticking around but everyone's saying like it's not as long as it's so, so supposed to be because there's so much you you know more of this than me and i think um you had scott e wrestling on on the show yeah. a while back and, um to talk about joshi but i'd like because they're in such a chaos state maybe they don't want to make drastic changes like that like you're saying if this if one woman saying she's sticking around for a little bit and the other woman kind of makes it clear she wants to be elsewhere I don't think you do the title switch to the woman who
0: No, So there's a the thing like, it's so, it's so chaotic. Yeah. And the reason why is because like, there's so many different things. Like, so for example, the reason why Mayu has to stay is because her deal is on because like, they just finished a movie about her life. So oh, wow. she, she has a big star in Japan. So she has a very, very powerful life story. So she was a recluse. So she didn't leave her house for like, mm-hmm. what was it two, three years? She didn't leave her house for like two, three years. And pro wrestling is what got her to leave. And like, she becomes a star. And so like, when stardom was started, she was the runt of the litter. Like, you know, she was the weakest out of all the bunch of all the girls who were coming up. And obviously, like, she's considered one of the three daughters of stardom alongside Kyrie and Io Shirai. And obviously, Kyrie and Io leave. And Mayu stays and ends up becoming the strongest of the bunch, which is why she's called the icon. Like, you know, like, think of her- She is like, that
1: third one. I always forget. Yeah. That's thing. Like, I'm like-,
0: I'm like you know? Like, yeah. Obviously. And so that's what's so interesting. And, like, the it, it's so wild because, like, I the reason why I think there could be a title change is because, like I said, it is the first match defended on, you know, Japanese soil at a New Japan show since Sakura Genesis. And I don't think that that's- by accident, so maybe this is them trying to like change, you know, create a new star,
1: reignite the belt, too. Maybe, like, kind of, sh- yeah. yeah, I that also works too. Maybe you're on something with that, yeah, because
0: but like it could also, like, I know backfire. that you know, like she said that she flat out said that she was tweeting a whole bunch of stuff about how sad she was and how she hasn't eaten and how she was crying. She was mm-hmm. like, the Road president like called her and she deleted her tweets, so she said that. And I guess like they've been trying to check on her, and I guess like they're trying to like make her happy. I don't know, and 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 maybe like you know what makes her happy right now is not carrying that, though. Like you know, who knows? Like I will say, this match is the biggest question mark because I think it's going to be a great match. I just have no idea what's going on right now, (laughs) and so yeah, there's that. Um, So yeah, but if if I had it my way, like I said. I think no, okay,
1: a title change would make sense. Cause again, it would re- reignite reinvigorate the, the title and all that, because it's a title that literally was made up a year and a half ago. Right. And it, there's not much been going on, but I think that's, I know a lot of the big detractors of like, you can't say new Japan is the best wrestling company in the world because they didn't have women's wrestling for the longest time. And then they finally did like, well now we are going to have it. But people also don't want to acknowledge like, well, there are whole women's promotions in Japan that, where exactly. those in America? So it's
0: so much different there. It's just because, like, for every for every two women, for every two men's organizations, there's at least one women's organization. Yeah, but,
1: like they did yeah. evolution once; they never did it a second time. So
0: segregation works in Japan. If <laughs> you put it that way, <laughs> that's like somebody, I don't
1: want to laugh, but I know gonna, I
0: somebody's gonna take my <laughs> soundbite for sure.
1: No, I know,
0: but no, it actually works in Japan. But it's.
1: No, because I agree. I don't want to say <laughs> But when you are able to give women their own amount of time, proper time, compared to like, I was saying this on Keek show for months, that Rampage was a show headlined by women for three to four months. And um, talked
2: about
1: it. And no one talked about it. But the same night on SmackDown, they had women's matches go no longer than three minutes, almost if you include the entrances. And I'm like, where are the women's rights activists now when it comes to women's wrestling? But to be mad at the best wrestling Pure wrestling company in the world doesn't have a women's title and they finally did and then they got the biggest star to put the title on being mercedes in terms of american star um to put the title on
0: and i I mean truly and outside of just that so far that iwgp championship lineage women's championship lineage is some of the biggest stars in women's wrestling of this generation you have Kyrie was the inaugural champion like a, a daughter of stardom like you know she's mm-hmm. won multiple titles in wwe you have mercedes monet and then you have mayu otani who is the icon of stardom you know who's won literally every title they that they have to offer and so like you know there's a lot of there's a lot that can happen here um i'm just excited to see this match and also like you know i feel like if Mina wins, then, you know, this could be a really great thing. Like, you know, I think that finally the Forbidden Door with AEW will be open. I know some people are like, well, that's not something we should be talking about right now. Listen,
2: <laughs> if you
0: think your favorite wrestlers are turning down an opportunity, a contract because of some tweets and some cur- curb your enthusiasm, gifs, you have a lot to learn. These wrestlers do not care. I promise. They go you. where
1: the no. They go where the money is. Yeah, they go
0: where. I they- have taught the stardom wrestlers publicly and privately, and the amount of them who say, "Oh, I want to go to America right now." I wish we could. We want to go so bad, and say specifically, "I want to go to AEW." Listen, they don't care. You think they're looking at Tony Khan's tweets? No. And this no. isn't me. This isn't me defending him. This is just telling you. No, 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 I know
1: what
2: you mean. Nothing
0: no. is ever gonna. If you think that tweets are gonna block somebody's bag in this economy it's just not happening so just get it out of your heads now um so the Forbidden Door I think is going to be open to him. and so like this year and we can talk we're going to talk about that later um lots of different moving pieces but next we have Tanahashi versus Matt Riddle
1: again I like Matt Riddle as a wrestler personally again he's a guy who has a lot of faults too. him but as a wrestler I always liked him um
0: I liked RK bro I, I like see Arcade. that's what I
1: hated see I hated.
0: it well you know I've never seen it that was my first time seeing him. so like I liked RK bro I think it was because I like Randy so it was just like yeah
1: okay. that's again. Like, it's like Matt Riddle can go um and seeing it with Tanahashi it's like is Tanahashi just holding this belt to give to someone else I don't I, think he's I, giving I, it to Matt Riddle no I, 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 no, I, I know I know he's but, 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 like he's not giving it to Matt Riddle though so
0: I'm not gonna lie like and I love Tanahashi I love New Japan pro wrestling but if they put that title on Matt Riddle, I might have to put my people down for a while.
1: No, you can't be because again, it's a t. It's a fifteen minute TV title. I know. But again, it's this is a second chance, much like the IWGP Women's title. It's a brand new title. Zach just because Zach Saber Jr. did all the work. He, him and Blake Christian had a good match. Him and showed had a good match. Him and Jeff got like he he did the work to make that title mean something. And now Tanashi just is holding it because he's like, we gotta find someone, and I'm I'll hold it until then. Not even in a selfish way. He's like, him. I don't know who to give it to yet. He's defending <laughs>
0: it once, I think. He's the fin- he, well, he Yeah,
1: against Taguchi, yeah. Um,
0: Listen, I just, here's the thing. But again,
1: Matt Riddle, he's not going to be like, this is the guy I want to give it to. I yeah, don't think he's that, he that dumb can, as a president.
0: He can give it to anybody but Matt Riddle. But if it does go to Matt Riddle, I am not responsible for what I do next. That's all I'm saying.
1: I'm shocked they let Matt Riddle into the country given I think, well, know.
0: No. I think they still don't know. I think that I think they still don't know. They, house dude, they, they won't know until that. You know, you
1: fired him because of it.
0: <laughs> they won't know until it's time for that flight to take off. I don't yeah. know. Just for people who know New Japan, who've been watching New Japan for a while, you think that oh, yeah, they're going to check for stuff like this. No, they do not. No, I, I
1: agree. And because if we they the fired fire wholesome off. as hell, Matt Seidel. Because he had the K two version or the Spice version. I mean,
2: yeah, that's what I mean, we um... will
0: find out if, when they do. We would literally find out when they do. So, big question mark on that. But you know, I think the match itself would be decent. Like you said, like you know, Riddle can definitely go in ring and like as a wrestler, this is kind of like his last chance. And so, like, if you fuck it up in New Japan, like you're done, dude. Like.
1: Yeah, because I think he's a guy that Tony Khan's just not interested in at all. Just
0: so, based on, like,
2: yeah,
0: Tony Khan knows that. Like right now, he's finally gotten AEW fans in a happy mood. Like you can even notice, like outside of Jericho, he's not even putting anybody, most any way, problematic in our faces. And I think yeah. that, honestly, after the way that the Jericho quarter tanked last time, I don't think we're gonna. We, we might not see too much of him much longer because, like, see, the ratings tanked. Like,
1: yeah,
0: he tanked dynamite. It's
1: still, it's still the Triple H. I gotta be the ego again. Him, him and that, that pissing contest they have, where like Jericho has to prove he's just as big a star. We'll see. I mean, it, again, Tony Khan has never held guys back. I mean, look what CM Punk was doing when those ramp. I mean, when those collision ratings were dog shit, so he just gave him an FTR more time and more time to try to make up for it, and that was but Jericho worse. needs
0: to be. If and if you're not gonna take him off TV, move him in the rampage like. It's like I feel yeah. like dynamite right now, especially with the roster they have, dynamite is prime real estate. But then Rampage
1: just had a good out uh, a good range. So you want to tank the show that just had a good range? You know, like, it's well, like I you can't able, win
0: <laughs> for me personally. I would just get it honestly, move him to commentary. I agree, no, no,
1: send like send he him, does, him home. Like, he yeah, does
0: fantastic commentary on Rampage. Like, I think he's great on commentary. Um, yeah, but,
1: I, I get it. It's all put. In. All oh, putting himself over it. That's, he's a guy who just puts himself over 24-7, 365. And mean, he can't make no. Sammy Guevara a face. He couldn't make Daniel Garcia. What do you – What do you true,
0: but I'm just he's saying – Horrible
1: OG, as I said. You're gonna going to
0: have to sacrifice somewhere to put him somewhere because, like, I getting rid of him completely, just knowing how it's going to – that's not an option. And so yeah. where where can he be put – Unless you
1: plant something on him.
0: For us to <laughs> – For us to suffer as little as possible. And that Rampage commentary slot might be the painless version as possible. But like right now, like I said, Dynamite is prime real estate. This is truly the time. Like like I said earlier, if you know that you're not functioning at the best of your ability and you're not willing to get off the pot, find a partner and grab the tag rope. (laughs) And actually, to be quite honest, grab two partners and grab the trios rope. Because that's what really needs to happen. See, because
1: I'm mad that's the that's the limbo Jay Whites and even though I I'm enjoying what they're doing, but I'm just mad that Jay White had to lose MJF and then they're like go be in a trios now because we don't because again you Tony know, Khan man. and his new toy syndrome.
0: I think that the 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 biggest problem with the Jay White thing right now is that I don't think it would be as bad if Juice is here, but because it's Jay and the guns, it feels like he's almost babysitting.
1: I, I always say this juice is like Trick Williams to me, where like it hits and then it doesn't hit.
0: I, I'm gonna be honest. I used I, I used to feel like that, but
1: that's a home run or a strikeout. With collision juice and Trick
0: really Williams changed me. my perception of Juice Robinson. Like yeah. he he really carried Collision, especially in those early boring months of the Punk stuff. Oh my god, like brother, um, Juice Robinson really grew on me, and so like, and I feel like. The benefit of the Jay and Juice relationship is that they already had that established chemistry. Like, and I'm about be yeah,
1: by, by being young boys together.
0: Yeah. Like, imagine if like this trio's run was Jay White, Juice Robinson, and maybe like El Fantasma. Like, I well, that's would-
1: a, I agree. That's the perfect world. That's why when if I'm like El Fantasma should jump. I mean, maybe he probably can't contractually, but I'm always like, don't they say the New Japan contracts are year to year?
0: Yeah, like, that's what I'm saying. It's, it's year to year. That's why, like I said earlier, if they don't find something for him this mm-hmm. year, I think he should jump ship because like a J juice ELP trio is money. Like I think that was
1: still the craziest news to me when they're like, he only signs contact contracts for guys year to year. And I'm like, that's genius. But like, what if they leave? It's the that's- LeBron James thing. <laughs> So you can just leave at the end of the year when you want?
0: Yeah, New Japan. Like, it literally runs from, like, new beginning to new beginning, I think. Like, yeah. Like, new beginning tour to new beginning tour. Like, absolutely insane. But, like... Yeah, it's
1: sweet. That's me. That's why you can't complain about po- poaching guys. Look at your con... You're not locked in for three years and forcing guys to so we'll go the way out like Triple H is.
0: Exactly. Like, these guys are literally only signed for a year. And, like, you know, and, and a lot of times, like, foreigners are asking for these more long-term contracts. But, like, they don't offer... For security, sports. yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. so... That, that's that. I think Speaking of
1: foreigners, Nick Namath, who is like... Yes. So I didn't watch the Impact match he had. I didn't watch I didn't either. Um, the GCW match he had. To me, I was just shocked that he still wants to wrestle because it seemed like the last four years, he was a guy who didn't want to wrestle. And I know that was a lot of like they weren't booking him, but it also seemed like when he was there, he had no desire to just like going through... The, like that Kenta, like just going through the motions... So now I think he's just – I think trying to prove it to show his legacy wasn't for nothing. Like I yeah. got to go to New Japan just to say I did it because people have been – because the internet wanted him to. But I'm also like, you're not – I don't know if you can. It's I not like that? he took a step back in, in an injury. It's just like I I don't think you're that dog anymore.
0: I've never been a Dolph Ziggler hater but i've never been like oh, i'm not
1: either i'm just saying
0: he's in terms never been it. like one of my favorite wrestlers so like i've never been super invested and so like i've always acknowledged he was a great talent i always acknowledged that he was a fantastic wrestler and i always thought that he never was given like his proper
2: the true opportunity so, yeah and so
0: i feel just like i never got to see his best and so that's what kind of held me back from like getting super invested and so And even hearing his interviews, like, he's one of those guys who literally said, like, all I knew was WWE. I don't know anything about Indies. I don't know anything about New Japan. I'm figuring all this out for the first time. And I think, like, that, if we don't, this is a microcosm of what's going to happen five to ten years from now. Like, when these NXT, this whole NXT crop literally has no idea of wrestling outside of wwe and they're all not going to stay forever and so they don't
1: have any idea of wrestling in nxt
0: NXT. that too too. but you know
1: you want me to do what
0: and and, and so like it's and he's in his 40s trying to yeah that's what i'm saying it's it's a real first time and so it's like i think he's a great like i said i didn't see the impact matches but I was at, like I said, I was at Wrestle Kingdom when he did, like, you know, get in David Finley's face. The crowd was into it, like, you know, and like, clearly, like, you know, they recognized the guy. And so I think that there's a lot of potential. There.
1: Almost 15 years, I think maybe even 17 years of national TV time.
0: Yeah. So, you um, know, like I think that, you know, there's definitely some potential there. I'm excited to see what he does. Like, you know, David Finley, I don't think any of us are super high on him, but. You know, they had. It seemed like you know they were able to really get. I what I really liked about um, when they got into their brawl, they really kept brawling even after like cameras. Yeah,
1: they they like, were selling it well
0: to the point where like you know the entrance for the next match was already happening, <laughs> and then like they were still in the crowd like brawling. So like, and
1: then he interrupt David Finley didn't even get to say anything at his press conference. Del- I mean uh, Nick Nimitz just jumped him right away, and again, it kind of promo, where I'm like, you don't even seem happy to be here. It just seems like. And I think, and he was a guy who, he had aspirations outside of wrestling. He's like a political pundit. He's a stand-up comedian. Um, but yeah, it, it's a, it's Cody Rhodes, 2017-ish. But obviously, he him in WWE was better than Cody Rhodes then in WWE, in terms yes. of like where they were on the card and in ring. Because I always thought, like, yeah, Cody Rhodes is a good wrestler in WWE. And then when you see him in ROH, in New Japan, it's like, oh my God. They're not sure. on the guy's look, sure. like
0: and i and i think it was like and no i mean
1: cody rhodes wasn't as good as i thought he was once he got to new japan in roh i'm like you can't oh. keep up with these guys
0: well i think he got better by the, you know but you have by that point you have no choice like you know like you have to like adapt at a certain point or literally get like dragged through the mud and one thing about cody like you see like in his new japan run he he relied on talking a lot you know like yeah he you know sports entertainment like that's that's he that was one thing like he could bring to like a lot of these places like you know if you can't get it all right with the wrestling like you know the sports entertainment um but when it comes to nick nimitz i actually genuinely don't know what to expect maybe i should go back and watch the impact match or maybe i'm gonna be honest maybe i'll just let myself be surprised i don't know like yeah i
1: mean the other side is is it's a david Finley match so it's like
0: i'm interested though i am
1: but i don't think he's losing again you don't give David Feeling the new belt just to hand it off to Nick I And they don't do that type of booking to me. Like
0: I think, but also at the same time, like yes, because, and especially after that big Phil Cage match, Like if you went through that war and you slayed the goat, you slayed Will Oscar, oh, slay put your foot <laughs> on his chest, like, and respectfully, losing to Dolph Ziggler, like, no disrespect to this man, but like, let's be fucking for real. Um, so I don't know, but also at the same time, if I'm Nick Nimitz and like you're trying to make this statement, losing to David Finley on night one is, that?
1: but it's, I think, we're like, I know I, gotta, I yeah. gotta pay my respects as soon as I get here, type of thing. Like, again, Cody only beat Juice and then it took him a while to get a big win.
0: That is true, That's and I think also major. like. I think Nimeth's big moment is probably gonna come at Windy City Riot. Yeah, like the big along with show.
1: Jack Perry's, yeah.
0: So, you know, I think there's a lot, another thing, and we'll get into that, but like there's an, that's another big question mark too when it comes to the show to Umino story, Jack Perry, like, you know, just because like, they couldn't yeah. beef that, they, that's, that needs to be addressed. So that's probably gonna happen at Windy City Riot. Um, But moving on at night two, of the um, New Beginning and Sapporo uh, show, we have Okada's actual last match. So that's he's going to be him, well, Tanahashi and Chaos essentially versus uh, United Empire and Matt Riddle. I would like to say, if Matt Riddle formally joins the United Empire, I will be formally exiting United Empire.
1: Crowns down?
0: Crowns
2: down. <laughs> <Crowns.
1: laughs> well, they're positioning TJP, and it's just the David Finley thing, too. Like, you're not that guy to lead these guys. And I don't, I guess I it had to Jeff be. Cobb. Well, I'm like, it's either Hanare or Akira at this point. Because I'm Hinare's like, those are the only like guys.
0: The... Here's the thing. I feel like the same way about Hanare, like, how do you feel about Gabe Kid? Like,
1: I just you know, I agree, like, the, the, the well, head can't like, lead. But just in terms of, it. like, the guy who I think has the most passion to lead is e- either one of them. Jeff Cobb is just too laid back to, like. Right, sure rally the troops and it's and it's definitely yeah. not great o'con.
0: <laughs> well, that was what I was about to say. I think it could be great o'con. Like if you have to think great o'con and Osprey are technically the co-founders of true, the United Empire. True. And so yeah. like I actually listened to Great O'con's post-match comments and talking about like how um his relationship with Osprey and how United Empire came together. He actually came up with the name, United Empire. So You know, like, I don't think it's far fetched. Like, is he the best wrestler? No. And, like I said, he needs, I think, a complete repackaging. But I don't think it's far fetched for him to become the next leader. I would rather, and I'll say, put it like this I would rather Great O'Connor, Matt Riddle.
1: Well, yeah, Matt Riddle's like, we can't follow this guy in a battle. It's just.
0: to, I can't follow him to passport yet. He's
1: just a guy who works on his own. On his own, he has. I mean, if if he's not working with Jeff Cobb as the Chosen Bros, he has to work on his own at this point.
0: Like I can't follow Jeff. Uh, I can't follow Matt Riddle through passport check. Like y'all can't follow him anywhere.
1: Fair enough. Fair he's enough.
0: Not, absolutely not. Then we have Tonga's last match. He um, has requested he wants new GOD versus old GOD. So old it's going to be Tonga. La- Tamatanga and Tangaloa versus Hikaleo and El Fantasmo. Um, I think this is gonna be pretty emotional. Definitely. Like, I think it's gonna be emotional. Um, pretty intense. Um, I think it's gonna be a lot like the Okada Tanahashi match. Like, nobody's expecting a five star classic here, but I think that it's gonna be pretty emotional. So
1: What's Tangaloa do now? Like and is he just shit out of luck with no I tag? You
0: like, need to go home
1: no i agree he's a guy after,
0: after who... that g1 respectfully after that g1 that i saw and that was him coming back from injury of just like yeah yeah he hasn't really performed regularly in the meantime so i'm like is he training well, he was
1: never a singles guy to begin with that was the yeah. biggest strength was being the tag partner like you're saying like link up with a guy who you can tag with and if you can't tag with his brother
0: maybe him and chase owens are like in the same they locked in they do they got like <laughs> You no, know, I agree. They are. They get called for like their one tour or one, two tours yep. a year. That's it. And they chill at home for the rest. And you know what? I got to respect it. I have to yeah. respect it. I, I, I pray for job security like that. I would like to work twice a year too. Um, so no, there, so there's that. Um, I don't believe that the strong titles are on the line. They shouldn't be because I, uh,
1: <laughs> you never know based you off.
0: Never a know. Second. You never know with these guys, um, <laughs> Next, we have the fallout match from night one. It's going to be uh, Nick Nimeth and Taguchi versus David Finley and Gato. I don't expect much from this match.
1: Yeah, um, I'm just shocked that they trot Giotto and Gato out there to wrestle. I know it's just like them throwing punches and kicks. but we don't
0: like, be doing shit, man. Yeah. Like, we don't be doing shit. <laughs> um, but my favorite part of the night is I truly believe that this is where the – LIJ and just five guys will finally die. I've seen every <laughs> single variation of this match from literally last year since i yeah. have won the title to now. I thought that Wrestle Kingdom was going to be the end. It's not. I've seen 10-man <laughs> tags. I've seen 8-man tags. I've seen 6-man tags. I've seen tag matches. I've seen singles matches. I am so guess what we've done the that we've done ten man and now everybody gets a singles match yay we're gonna have bushi versus Taka mishinoku who i think i think talk is awesome by the way like i think i think he's so under underrated but takamishinoku is really awesome we're going to have shingo takagi versus taichi which i think is going to be great These guys always make magic together. Like they had some wars last year for the KOPW championship and they were really good. Um, Exciting. We got Hiromu who's lost his mind versus Doki. Um, I think Doki's very underrated. People don't talk about him enough.
1: I was about to say, I know he impressed people with his juniors run last year compared to the previous years, right? In terms of like holding his own and the block he was in. Um, And also
0: going back to forbidden door time. Jack Perry versus Doki was better than Jack Perry versus I.
1: I was like, didn't he have a match? I'm like...
0: A Rampage match, match." yeah. Yeah. It was fantastic. Like, Doki's great.
1: Why do you guys know the whole thing is his style is so unorthodox because of his training and all that um, and his look. But yeah, but the Just Five Guys thing to me, because I wasn't paying as much attention to New Japan post-Wrestle Kingdom last year. When the Sonata thing happened, I'm like, oh, now you want to do... Sonata on his own, but then they gave him his own faction. I'm like, oh, so no, you don't <laughs> like.
0: Sonata is really lucky that he's very, very, very beautiful. That's, yeah, that's all I got. Uh, that's all I got. Because I'm gonna be honest, no, I, no, I it's was like one of those people last year
1: who I looks think- just like Antonio Inoki in the modern day. Who can we find?
0: I literally <laughs> paid fifty dollars last year at Forbidden Door for him. Of course, Sonata being green. I'm I'm very ashamed, but oh well, I did it you know, and I don't regret it. And I have an autograph. So,
1: I mean, I liked the cold skull, the first version with the black mask and the sting type look he was, he was doing. And mm-hmm. then when he started doing the blonde dyed hair, I'm like, this is, this is like, why'd you uglify a good looking guy? Like he didn't need all this extra stuff to see yeah. like and a then, character.
0: Like, he shaved it all off. And it's just like, I will say Sonata survived those first three months after his look changed strictly off being attractive and i have to respect it like people are just so shocked yeah good and, like, people
1: good looking people can just thrive in life no matter what
0: that's hey that's pro wrestling folks and i also i think like i would just like to see more emotion out of sonata i think like you know at russell kingdom he really kind en- and um endeared himself with the fans there and i think like he should explore that more of just like being really really attractive and being really really unavailable that doesn't work for people I don't know. Like I see his Instagram comments are disgusting. Disgusting. But I do think that, you know, there he needs to give us something to like bite into. Like give us something to or something.
1: We talk about people not getting the chance to shine like the Rainmaker shock did. I think we see why when Sonata, based off Sonata's run last year, like why they never pulled the trigger on him. Yeah. And they only seemed like they did it because it was like now or never against shit or get off the pot type of feel of him. And I think they only stuck with it so long because they're like, well, we can't abandon ship. Cause we'll admit we're wrong about Sonata. And I think that was, that's how it came off to me. Like you said, like him versus Jack Perry was very underwhelming. Um Yoda, Tsuji it, out that. it
0: just didn't, it wasn't. Yeah, it just didn't yeah. hit. Yeah. It
1: was just like, okay. Like, and I, I, I'm not as high on Jack Perry as you and Keeks and a bunch of other people. I'm not saying he's bad. I just don't think he's the chosen pillar. It's, it was Darby. It's not right. It's not that hard. It's not that hard to send CM Punk packing when he sends himself packing. Okay. So, but anyway, no, um, you want to talk about someone who can't talk. Whew, I mean, <laughs>
0: listen, at this point, listen,
1: That's why they just gave him the contract to rip out Battle in the Valley. They're like, don't give the guy a mic. Don't
0: don't ruin the moment. The the CM Punk stuff, truly, it was the worst thing that happened to Phil Brooks, but I think it was the best thing that happened to Jack Perry because, truly, he never has to talk again.
1: The worst thing that happened to CM Punk, Phil Brooks, was going back to WWE. It's like, you cut all you and your former best friend did four hours of podcasting just for you to go back a decade later? Like, Well,
0: I mean, I, I gave up on seeing Punk a long time ago.
1: Yeah,
2: yeah.
0: But when it comes to Jack Perry, like, this is all so brilliant. Because you mean to tell me his return <laughs> match is going to be in Chicago? Yeah,
1: I, I agree. This man's oh, showing up you in your city. Right? Yeah, you it know, in the place he was
0: He never has
2: to talk again.
1: He, really no, cool. he asked. No, he asked to because his look, his look is just so non-threatening with the curly. Hair. Uh, that's why when I was,
0: I like opening, I with the with the facial hair now. I think he's. So the,
1: I'm like he he just needs a haircut, haircut. The facial yeah. hair works. He just needs he needs the Sonata type haircut. Like you gotta have, you know, he needs to have that type of look we're like that short. No, I just mean like you need a look like clean oh, yes, cut, yes, yes. almost like my style here. I know his hair is is too curly and wavy to, yeah. to do it. I mean, You need to have short hair, not longer, because otherwise you're always going to be linked as the same character. I think a lot of times why heel turns or face turns don't work is because people have the same look. I, I always thought like...
0: Hair, yeah. so like,
1: Yeah. Or, or you do the same exact moves. I always thought like if the Steve Austin heel turn would have worked in 2000 if he changed his gear and he stopped doing the stunner. Don't give the people what they want to know. You got to be different, different.
0: I think also... And- Oh, no. keep going. Yeah.
1: Keep going. No, no, no
0: I was going to say, I think what happens with New Japan I sometimes, I think people get so married to, to ideas, to their ideas. And I think that's yeah. kind of what happened to Sonata, too, of just like mm-hmm. clearly the Sonata title, Ryan, wasn't working. But, you know, they were married to like NATO. Then yeah. he has to get his moment. And I think, like, it's that's the Cody
1: Rhodes, was, and you want it just to. For it to happen finally.
0: Same uh, thing with David Finley, right? I'm just like, you'll have Zack Saber Jr. right there, you'll have Gabe Kidd right there, and they're like, nope, David Finley is going to be our top f- foreigner, whether you like it or not. And, yeah. I, think, and I, you know, <laughs> like, and I will say, like, even like, I think that like, Jack Perry is going to be like extremely over as a heel, like if they play. Like, oh, yeah, like, no. I think this was a great move for him, like place for. Well, him. I think the
1: crowd's going to play into it knowingly, like. So it can work. I think that's the thing. It's like the crowd's gonna buy into him being a heel because they have to otherwise you can't cheer him when he's the guy who's in CM Punk packing, but like cause it defeats what he's doing by showing up and attacking show it it's gonna defeat the purpose by showing up because it'll show up in AW attack someone who's a face when he comes back at you know at the end of the year, I imagine, or in the summer. Um yeah. but again, uh, the only thing I wanna say is like rarely do New Japan does New Japan do championship rematches like naito sonata right in terms of like yeah. direct rematches after a title change because almost every new beginning is a person who's challenged the champion either at wrestle kingdom or at new year's dash i know they had evil interfere at the end of wrestle kingdom and everyone's like please don't please don't I
0: listen i'm not gonna lie that was the in that moment it was the worst moment of my life like, yeah, I well, that's
1: when, like the show ended like that, and that's why we were saying, like, he finished the story. I'm like, they ruined his story with an angle. It's like,
0: I literally, truly, if Sonata didn't save Naito, I was going, I was, I was reconsider. I said, I spent too much money on this trip. It's all, yeah, ruined. <laughs> I was like, it's ruined. I was losing it. Everybody was losing it. People were about to start crying. Like I have never been such a big Sonata fan in that moment, and so like I I don't know. I'm interested to see what they do with this match. Like you know, we all know that Naito is has one eye, half a brain, no, means. no yeah. knees, but he's still one of the most. I think one of the most enthralling and charismatic big big match performers in wrestling. Like that is the Naito, thing that had a six star match last year. Like, and don't get me wrong, some of that is due to uh, Will Ospreay. Uh, a lot of it is. Due no, to but
1: him. he turns it up. Like, that's the thing. Like, I I hate seeing him in this current state because yeah. you, those, even though those knees have been taped up for eight years at this point, and so much of his offense re- re- revolves around those legs going in so many directions because it's about bouncing off the ropes or about, you know, hitting the DDT. And I'm so like, he's
0: embraced, you know, that Mexican style, which, re- yeah. which re- requires you to be fluid, but. Mm-hmm flexibility is something that he just doesn't have right yeah. now. Yeah. And so it's I, a lot
1: of wind, like winding up for the for the destino like okay, and three, and two, and well, one like now I you
0: know, though, I do think that as we head into Wendy City riot because they're running this rematch so quickly, it makes me think that what if they're just trying to get some low um stakes defenses in for, you know, so b- before he drops the title. You know, well it's still
1: not confirmed if it's title or non-title, correct? It's just a match at the moment.
0: You know, you're talking about for Windy City Riot? Yeah. I, I think it's a world title match. I'm I'm almost oh, okay for the it's for the world title, but it might not be. Might not and if it and if it isn't, that's probably smart because scheduling another world title match knowing you have some in between is that's why I like,
1: thought is is the reason for that. It's maybe. probably the thing where like they can announce it the day of if he yeah. obviously wow. retains, yeah.
0: And so, you know, probably Mox will send in a video and saying like, I want the title. So, yeah. That's yeah. Um, but I'm interested to see how they make this match look different. I'm just really glad it seems like there's a big sense of finality to this match, which I think is great. We all need to move on <laughs> from just five guys versus LIJ. I feel like there's just so, many, so much more for these guys to do, but... I think the most important match on this card, even though it's not the main event, is the semi-main event, and this is truly what I've been waiting for. I've been waiting for them to put these young guys in a position that has stakes, like feels like, okay, if you don't rise to the occasion, everything's going to go to hell. And I've been seeing, and like the match that they just had, like the the 10-man that they just had um, at New Beginning Osaka, I see, I saw the vision, like, I'm gonna be honest, like when it comes to the young guys, like, you know, Shodan Ren, it hasn't done it for me, but I would, I think we, I can say that Yoda and you and Yuya, they officially have me interested. I think that this is now a feud officially for the bad bitches. And now-
1: Yeah, I saw you tweet that, yeah. Exactly. Cause it's hair I, versus hair, right? Yeah.
0: I think we're locked in y'all. I'm, I'm really locked in and truly, cause I'm so nervous. These guys have the most beautiful
1: hair. I was about to say, it's a real, the only reason it's stakes is because it's like, well, you actually do kind of lose if you lose this match. If I'm one of these guys, I'm going to be kind of disappointed because they have that dove Pantene hair, you know,
0: everything like these guys are like, they have this long, beautiful hair. And it's just like, oh, it actually feels this is like really the first time where I feel like, oh this is going to be big for like both of these guys careers. Right. So like, if, you know, think about like in Mexico,
1: I know that it's, yeah, that's, yeah. I was just want to say, yeah. I don't care for the bit for the stipulation matches where it's something like this on the line, like the kiss my foot or the, yeah, you know, matches like that. But I know it has legitimacy in Mexico where Yosuji know, so spent time at, Cause is he the one who made it, who brought it up?
0: Uh, yeah, I think so.
1: Okay. Um,
0: oh mask mask versus mask you know those hair versus hair matches yeah those are seen as higher than like title matches you know so yeah because
1: it's it's real honor on the
3: line yeah
0: absolutely and so these guys like you know like presentation wise i think like you know it's such a hair is such a huge part of it and also i think like yoda and yuya every time what i can say one good thing i can say about the 10-man tags and stuff like that every time they work together that I've been seeing, their chemistry gets better. And like, I think they, they give me something to like, okay, keep watching for and keep like staying invested in. And so I think that these two, if they nail this, I think that one, I think Yuya will silence a lot of doubters. I think that Yoda Suji will finally be cast in the superstardom because I think like, you know, hey, I wouldn't mind if he's Naito's next challenger. He flat out said that. He said that he wants Naito. But that was his
1: whole thing, right, about signing the LIJs. Like, he's on the quest for the gold. He just needs a, a faction so he's not alone.
0: Yeah, and he was saying yeah, that. He said he wants to face Naito and he wants to face Shingo. And so I think that this could be the great because um, pivot to do that because I think, like, the only way for these young guys to grow, they can't keep facing each other. They need to yeah. start facing like other guys. And so, like, I think this is the great final chapter and also like i think Yuya's is gonna lose but i think like it's gonna help him i think it's gonna really help him like we don't need another long haired well that's
1: old, what i was about to say I'm like
0: guy. and also Yuya, if you see pictures of him like before he grew his hair like in his young lion's days he's still attractive without it like <laughs> so do something else like i've I think it will be fine. I don't think Yoda suit. Should, should cut his hair though. And I think that honestly they should go full WrestleMania 23. They should do go- it
1: right then and there.
0: Yes. Like in the, with middle the bulb. The yeah. Game. Like they should go full WrestleMania 23.
1: I think you yeah. have to, if you're doing this again, like
0: absolutely. If it's a
1: blood feud. State.
0: Yeah. You're acting like this is a blood feud. So like you have to, you know, where's the stakes. So like, I'm actually excited. I'm, this is the match on this card specifically that I am most excited for. Like I'm so excited for this hair versus hair match because I think that, I think there's a lot of potential there. And I think that Yoda and Yuya specifically are rising to the occasion to, w- with each other in a way that I don't think that Shoda and Ren are, and I don't think it's Shota's fault, but it's just how the cards are falling. But
1: No, I hadn't seen Yuya when he was in Impact at all. Um, so yeah, the first time i saw worth seeing, him me. it
0: wasn't worth seeing.
1: that's why I, I heard because the first time i saw him was the match against yoda at wrestle kingdom and, it, and they they didn't try to undersell him but they just basically be into the ground like this guy only knows the basics he went on an excursion and didn't pick up dynamic moves like other guys do and i'm like oh okay i'm like but there's yeah. but like it kind of worked in that match i'm like obviously yoda suji for a guy his size doing junior heavyweight stuff is the, his selling point like Shoto, you know having the offense of Tanahashi, Naito, and Moxie in one and Renarina beating Shabai 2 It's like Murata, he just arm drags and hip tosses. It's like
0: you know, hey, but do you know what though? <laughs> What's kind of scary is that Yuya is who they advertised Ren to be. Like Ren was supposed to be Mr. Fundamentals, right? Like, oh mm-hmm. yeah, like he's his execution is perfect, but it's just like his shit looks like shit these days. But Yuya. He has five moves, but he has really great experience. the
1: crispness oh. of it. Yeah, it's uh, you know who that's... else
0: used to be like that? Kazuchika Okada was like that. Mm-hmm. Am I saying that Yuya is going to be Okada? No, but just saying, like Okada, like you know, a, a lot of the big Mac wrestlers. I think of people like Okada, like you said earlier, Cena. A lot of these they guys
1: pick are, it up later.
0: A yeah. lot of these guys only have five moves to really start with. And, you know, they just know how to use them. And then, you know, as we saw later in Cena's career, then he starts, like, you know, pulling, like...
1: Springboard Stunner. Yeah. He does Code, re- code Reds. Exactly. Pulling like he's fucking...
0: pulling all this- <laughs> Like, same thing, like, you know, and, 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 like, we're seeing, I think, Okada, like, pick up, like, a lot of, like, you know, new stuff, like, you know, along the way. And so I don't think, like, you know, it's a, a disqualifier, you know, that...
1: No, you know, no, I'm not... I, uh, that's the thing. I, when they were selling him, like, that on commentary, I'm like, well, I mean, he's still... The young line who just returned from excursion, like I imagine, in the next few years, if he's still like this, we have a problem. But like,
0: I just don't think he should. Yeah, I don't think the impact was the best place for him. But also, like Yoda Suji says that, like he didn't learn anything in Rev Pro. Like you know, like that was technically where his excursion was, but mm-hmm. he ended up going to Mexico too and like picking up. Some yeah, chickens. and so like, you know, excurs- and then you have somebody like Kosei Fujita who has had no excursion. He just he's learning
1: it because he guys around him yeah it's
0: just nuts right so just, you know like i think it's all relative but like i said i'm excited for this match and i i wish it was main event him, but obviously it wasn't going to main event over the world over champion.
1: a title i don't know tony khan said the world title always main event until he switched his mind So once mjf yeah. was champion he's like you know what maybe we can't have the world champion main but event.
0: Huh? yeah because <laughs> who the fuck was going to let mjf in and, and the stooges main event over anarchy in the arena
1: or you know, I mean, him versus Tanahashi, or him versus you know yeah. anyone, everyone else. You know, again, all out. He was opening the cards. so you know,
0: <laughs> that's, and that's what happens when your world, ta- your world title, your world champion is more concerned about a tag team. Here's the thing: I love tag team wrestling, all four tag teams, <laughs> uh, but a tag for a tag team title, and he never actually showed up on Ring of Honor. So,
1: oh, that's that's a whole other.
0: That's conversation another conversation. Yeah. Um, the, getting to the last point, there's a lot going on with these three places as we head on. To Forbidden Door. Um, I probably should have put Ring of Honor up here too, but whatever. That's
1: hey, what I mean. It I mean, it's there, it's AEW, it's right there, it's just exactly. right there.
0: <laughs> AEW King of the New Japan Pro Wrestling CMLL, lots happening. It was recently announced that Rocky Romero is now in the AEW front office for people who cannot read. This does not mean he does not work for New Japan. Also, I want you, Rocky Rom- Romero cannot be a double agent. You know, to be when a, you're
1: double, a liaison, you're literally supposed to work both sides. Yeah. To
0: be a double agent, that means that one side does not know you're talking to the other. Mm-hmm. Like all of these places, he is the glue. This, this, this shit doesn't work without him. It yeah. doesn't. like. And also, not even just that—he's wrestling for all three of these places plus MLW. Mm-hmm. I know that a lot of people aren't conditioned to like people who actually care about partnership and collaboration in wrestling, but some of those people actually do exist. I don't know. Like,
1: no—it's just the trouble with the headline yes. tweet culture versus that. Like, actually, on you know, big again, like, if you have any comments, since you know, or you've heard, like, Rocky's the in-between for this company and that company because.
0: Yeah.
1: Like I'm not thinking, oh, this guy's the reason talent's jumping. I'm like, he's the reason talent's able to work together. (laughs) Like,
0: absolutely. And also the thing is too, like people, like, I, I think sometimes people's view of wrestling is way too big and it's also way too small. Like,
1: yeah. Yeah. Perfectly said.
0: When you think of like the Will Ospreys and the Okadas of the world, they're not getting Rocky Romero to negotiate their business. No, like Barry Bloom is the Rich Paul. Yeah,
1: that's insane that he's still around.
0: Wrestling. Barry Bloom is the Rich Paul of the professional re- of professional wrestling. Do what you want with that information.
1: Now he's he's probably more World Wide West, someone who's been around a long time, getting shit done. There's no Rich Paul yet. We don't know the new young up and comer who's gonna. Take everyone's client because oh, yeah. Mary, Mary Bloom was doing this in the nineties. He was Eric Bischoff's number one op, besides say exactly. a uh, number two because it was Dave Meltzer. So. <laughs> um, so Dave Meltzer's accuracy pissed Eric Bischoff off.
0: <laughs> and so said all that to say, of just like just be realistic with yourselves, guys. Like now, nah, like and look at really- the
1: benefits of it. I mean,
0: absolutely
1: the CML the CML guys. Obviously, CML and New Japan have worked together for years and years, which is why the AAA guys never got to work. With New Japan, um aka the Lucha Bros, any big stars, you know, if I can go on that side, again, Fantastic Mania, like that's the thing. Where like I said this on Bankster today, was a few weeks ago, talking about the Mean Girls reboot being a musical. I'm like, Google exists. That movie shouldn't surprise you if you see it being a musical. You have the information right here. You can just type it in the and look it up. People, also
0: been on Broadway for years.
1: That was that's why I said like they the reason it. They got rebooted is because the musical did so well on broadway they're like we're gonna make the movie version of this now and, and granted paramount undersold the musical aspect of it they knew it wasn't testing when they're like we're not gonna tell anyone it's a musical they'll just see or look it up but otherwise fantastica mania and new japan again that's been going on for years and years and years the only part was that's new was the cml aew part because the AAA AEW relationship had been going so strong because they shared belts, obviously the mega title, um, and the Lucha Bros jumping back and forth. bit with Triple uh, A sinking bit by bit, because Conan's in charge, it's maybe he yeah. needs Rocky Romero on his side.
0: It's so funny, like because people always, you know, the grifters are always on Twitter talking about so AEW is dying. If you want to see a real dying organization, yeah, yeah, Triple A. <laughs> yeah,
1: and I mean, you know, it's dying when QT Marshall has the title. Like that's. That's yeah, right there. And the, the proof fact is in.
0: That QT had one of the best matches on the card last night, that night, I said, oh my gosh, we are in hell. Um, so do what you want with that information. But yeah, I feel like AEW has done a, a fantastic job of making CMLL feel like a big deal. And I think, like, you know, CMLL has the star power of people who could get themselves over immediately. I mean, I am now like the biggest Hechicero fan. Like, I need to go find. And like
1: you're saying i'm not, sorry not to catch, they had to send the guys down there to be just as evenly yeah. distributed and if anything that's a bigger look for the aw guys too because i i don't know how big american wrestling is in mexico because their own wrestling is like how it is in japan like it's their thing like
0: it, it the encapsulates their culture so to so, the
1: extent yeah
0: the style is so distinct to where like that's really like their thing it's so crazy like last year like and also, like, it's a thing that, like, everybody does. Like, even if you don't like consider yourself a wrestling fan, like, I have a friend who's actually from Georgia. She took a vacation in Mexico and she was like, <laughs> Yeah, I'm yeah, in. You know. got to see
1: a wrestling show. Yeah.
0: Oh, God, I'm in Arena, Mexico. <laughs> have you ever heard of CMLL? You know, I know you like wrestling I said, oh my gosh. She said, yeah. Like, you know, they said that, you know, all the tour, they said all the tourists should just go, just, just go. Yeah. That's just the thing. That's just such an ingrained part of their culture. And so I'm going to be honest, like, I think people really do pay attention. And I think that uh, to how wrestlers are being showcased uh, across different, or, you know, organizations. I think that even with just the AAA talent, like, AEW keeps luchadors booked and busy. And, like, even if they're losing, like, they do seem like, you know, like, you know, competitors that actually, like, you know, have, like, you know. It's the 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 drawback
1: of, yeah, it's the drawback of Tony Khan's booking where you book these great wrestlers to constantly lose. But at least they're still a primary focus. That being the commanders, the um, lucha bros, like, they – take more L's than they do wins but they're still a key cog in the machine every single week compared to people who drop off the face of the earth after their five-week run in and, AW
0: and I then- also think too with the luchador, not even just the luchadores but I do think there's a method to the madness because there's a lot of people who lost a lot of matches but one day once they start winning yeah clicks and i think swerve's a great example like one of those people of just swerve lost it everybody swerve got pinned by literally everybody for like a year straight um before same thing like with Takeshita.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: well I mean, the Don no, I mean it's
1: it's the thing where yeah, yeah you so you can have that story of like now it's finally clicking now they got the momentum on their side and uh, yeah. more so like the Luger bros i think they'd always been booked and busy with triple why they yeah. never got the runs they should have as single stars they did as tag team obviously
0: and even by um, even though it was by accident you know right yeah phoenix, you know <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but
1: phoenix, that's, it was so by accident he got injured himself
0: so, so yeah that, that's fucking crazy oh um, yeah but there's a lot of different flexibility now too and then there's guys who aren't affiliated with AAA anymore and so like a big question about ray phoenix is one of those people mm-hmm. um I think Pence is still involved with AAA. He just uh, seems with, like he
1: has that type of loyalty, uh, or he doesn't pay
0: him that well. Yeah. Bandito is no longer affiliated with yep. AAA. Um, So I think there's a lot of interesting stuff that can really happen around who've been indoors. How my biggest, my biggest dream right now is Stephanie Vacare. Like, I think mm-hmm. with, you know, big business coming in, I think. And Stephanie Vacare is currently the number one contender for the in New Japan Strong Women's title. She's probably going to be the one. Uh, win. So she, I think she's going to be around a lot more. I think this is the perfect time to like, you know, I hope she gets brought in with CMLL um, soon with AEW. And so like, there's just a lot of different moving parts. I I really like how they've Look, they have put this partnership together. I think they've made everybody look like a legitimate yeah. threat. And then even though the Blackpool Combat Club has been winning, they look like they've been surviving by the. Standard. Oh look
1: how they've won too. Like Claudio, how did she? It's the guys who are cheating because they know they're the other side. Just as evenly matched. It's like fuck.
0: Exactly. These, these are
1: guys who put up a fight. Like
0: <laughs> Ryan Danielson has been good, but Benjy Sarah. We're not
1: the only. My only beef is that they have to rely on um Chris Day Christopher Daniels, a legend, a legend. <laughs> Modern-day Christopher Daniels, I hate to see. And 2.0, I have to come out and save the BCC. I'm like, come on. Well, they're not asking for these guys to save them. Come on.
0: Team AEW is so funny to me. Like I said, it's this.
1: It's guy, the worst alliance. The it's- worst
0: <laughs> locker room emptying literally ever. Um, but, you know, uh, last point is obviously the Black Full Combat Club has stated that they're gonna come at some point to CMLL's house, which is Arena Mexico. So I think we could expect to see them soon. I'm gonna be honest; I have no idea how to watch CMLL live. So I hope that for the first time, like AEW actually like shares this with people because C- I don't
1: know. on YouTube. I thought I
0: heard that I yeah. follow Lucha Blog, so like whatever Lucha Blog says, that's what I end up like. That's how because I- every
1: time yeah. I try to look up again, it the luchadors are in, in that realm of like interest without paying so much attention. if like, it's so hard to find the CML stuff, but I think it's like, you either have to subscribe to it or just catch it when it airs on the Friday night shows. Yeah. Cause I've seen some matches um, of some of the guys that were just on dynamite in, in rampage and collision. So I'm like, again, how do I watch this? Cause I don't think it's on um, the sites I use, I should say. um, <laughs> they, I think Mexico does a good job of it. some, somehow Mexico's like, you don't get our shit for free. no, 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 no. <laughs> Yeah, I uh, um, you can't download the, again. They, maybe they don't have streamers down here, Fuck out of here. <laughs> that's
0: so interesting. That before like the, the partnership was set in stone, I had told myself, I said, like, this year I think I'm going to try to get into CMLL. Like, I'm trying to add on more, um, more promotions onto the too many promotions I'm already watching, but like, yeah. I, I I don't really have a lot of lucha stuff, and I'm gonna be honest, AAA doesn't do it for me. So I said I'm gonna get into CMLL. So definitely gonna be working on that um this year, just because, like you know, with the partnership, we're clearly going to see a lot more of them um going for it. But yeah, I'm excited. I think, and that I'm gonna, I'm kicking off with Fantastic Mania. But I think that we've talked about just about everything. Um, yeah, this is lot. Sorry, this has been been
1: yeah, sorry about that. I, I can I talk. I know that.
0: I haven't recorded this long in a very long time. That's yeah. how I do. tons to discuss. You know, New Japan is so, and you know, I, when I was on with Scott, like New Japan alone is so uncertain right now to where yeah. there's so many questions and there's so much. But you know, it's going to be fun to watch. Like I said, there's some high moments, some things to really be invested in, like, you know, that hair versus hair match. You know, Okada's about to head out. There's some stuff to still be invested in. I think that there still needs to be. There's a lot of stars that need to be created in the very near future, but I'm a new Japan lifer. So.
1: No, last thing, like um, you mentioned, like when I, and was I still on a break when I was not recording most of last summer into the fall, I was trying to get back into new Japan. Cause I'm like, well, oh, I don't have to watch, I don't have to fit as much WWE, AEW in terms of like to cover it on the show. I don't have to try to yeah. fit it all in watching it live. So like I can, what I was doing is like, I can put off raw and SmackDown and, other shows until the weekend and fast forward through. So I'm like, now's the time for me to catch up on new train. I was watching a good amount of the G one for the first four or five days. And I'm like, Oh, you know, it's good to see this. And that kind of fell off again, but I also watch a lot of movies and try to, I was trying to catch up on some shows I never watched. So it's, it's that thing. Like, like, so if there's so many promotions. I'm like, there's also so much wrestling. And it's a thing where like, am I going to watch it for myself? Like I wanted to, or with the goal of covering it. And when you, do something like new japan i enjoy watching kind of for myself but covering it too as um on and off again is always enjoyable because again just i think like uh it's still stuck in the mud with some of its stars and you know what you, and-
0: you made a really great point that's so and i feel like that's a whole different conversation like but yeah. being content creators of just like watching wrestling for the purpose of just enjoying wrestling versus watching it into like for the sake of covering it because like. I think last year, that's how I got so burnt out because I was mm-hmm. trying to catch and that's
1: it how it happens. Yeah,
0: so live and like, and I still do to a certain extent, but I'm a lot better about picking my battles. Like, so for mm-hmm. example, New Beginning in Osaka, I was like, okay, I do need to be up, I need to catch this one live. But for a lot of so you, days, do that.
1: Me, I'm like, I'm not getting up early enough. Yeah, yeah,
0: like, <laughs> like, this time last year, I was trying to like, I was staying up for like house shows and shit. Like, it's not worth it. And like, yeah. I stayed up. I got up every single morning or I stayed up late for it. I did the full best of super juniors. I hobbled, hobbled <laughs> through the G1. Yeah. World Tag League. I think I got like three nights in live and I said, fuck it. I got, the. I did the final though. And like the same thing with like Junior Tag League, New Japan Cup.
1: See, that's... The oh
0: like second half up. And then like, you got to think, that's just New Japan. So I was I did the Noah n one, the Stardom I was doing. That's so you
1: th- cover the other aspects, the old Japan yeah. and the yeah
0: yeah 5 We're not
1: Dragon Gate. You don't you don't try to get into well, Dragon Gate Dragon too hard.
0: Well, Dragon Gate is actually on my list for this year with CMLF okay. of like of promotions to get into. So like this year I said I'm gonna try doing Dragon Gate. So I'm trying to be a lot smart and I didn't even get into All Japan until later in the year last year. But like I just fell in love with it so much. So like I got involved and in, like started watching their their tag league and then like their champions card. But some of the other promotions like they don't always like do their stuff live. So that yeah was- yeah same thing with Stardom too. Like a lot of their shows weren't live. So like that was helpful. You can watch those on delay. But yeah that I, I think in
1: your people. position and this is to give you your props is that when you have to write it like you do and guest on other people's shows and obviously this show too where you cover. The full spectrum globally, you again trap yourself into covering every aspect of from start to finish. to so someone like me, who's like, I want to cover the stuff I really like, and I'll talk about the stuff I just like. If I spend like, obviously, we wouldn't spend too much time bit by bit on the four tag matches because it's like, we if you watch a yeah. new show, you know the first half of the show is always filler that you can, like.
3: Yeah. It's
1: there's storytelling in it. There is like who got the pin, who tapped out, like you know the the interactions, like say in between. The people no, involved. It's no. like
0: all of those clips on Twitter.
1: <laughs> but what you can do is like and like prioritize prior something else. You can have that on in the background and like then when the big matches kick in. That, and that's normally what I was trying to do um most of the time because I think the best thing about they did about the G1 last year was a straight G1 matches all the way through because yeah, in years past they would part. they split the tag matches that would be the next night singles matches. And I'm like, no, they just did G1 matches only. And that's why it was so I think fun for me to catch up on or try to get yeah. back into. I'm like, Oh, it's only going to be G one matches, this, and even though some matchups I wasn't as I excited it was because, for,
0: it was because like you know the field was so large. The, yeah, the, like, but I think that's the, the the, 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 something
1: you should do to be and honest. I, um,
0: and I feel like I've gotten smarter in a lot of ways. You know, like when I first started got, getting into Japan, like like I said, I got in later to everybody else, so I always felt like yeah. I needed to catch up. So like mm-hmm. I'm always if I'm not watching stuff live, I'm watching older stuff. But, yeah, like, now, now that I know the tricks, I. If I don't listen, I, when I figure out, I I have like an internal alarm clock of just like, when is the undercard going to be over?
1: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's what I mean. It's knowing yeah. the times to to put your primary focus on. And the more you do podcasts and the more you figure out like yeah. this doesn't need that much time. Obviously we, this one three times, it, this is three, five cage matches long. I mean, uh,
0: but. It's, not, it's not worth it at all, but yeah, I'm trying to, like I said, this year I'm cml and dragon gate are what i'm trying to add into the rotation and yeah. i say that i'm done after that but i'm probably a liar so
1: yeah plus like any are still shows you got to watch movies you got to watch it's hard to, to bounce on one day that's why it's like
0: yeah because when the bear comes out that's i have to remind myself they said the bear comes out what was that june, june, june yeah. Yeah.
1: again they dropped that all at once so that's where you're in the good spot you don't have to wait week, by week week by week with that or uh
0: and that's all like g that's g1 five star grand prix <laughs> you know what well, no but that's- there's a
1: half hour to 40 minutes so that's his biggest strength
0: yeah they better not like extend the episodes because you know i, think I they- don't think
1: they will i think they, they know their bread and butter. butter
0: they got there a little bit longer in season two so like well no i mean if they can- they wanted to that'd be great but yeah like, I mean, just <laughs> you know i'm, little, I'm grounded here uh-huh.
1: But yeah, no, I think it's it's that thing where, again, like listening to some of the episodes you've done, it, to cover stuff as thoroughly, you unfortunately have to do the work. Work. I think a lot of times people who want to speak on something they don't know fully about or only just read the headline about, which is why I was glad you asked me to do the show because this was a show I was I probably would have caught a few weeks after instead of as urgently as I did because Sunday also was a Super Bowl. So it was you were emotional about. Okaa and Osprey, I'm emotional that my team lost. So.
0: Oh, I'm so sorry. See, I don't, um, do, I don't do NFL at all. Mm-hmm. So, so, I outside of, and like I do college football, but I'm a USC. Well, yeah. Fan. If
1: you're in a, if you're in a state or a college like you are, yeah. then yeah, it's a. And
0: so, yeah. but. I'm used to losing to where I don't, I don't get it.
1: <laughs> I like, am taking the Niners have lost the last I'm three years. The
0: University of South Carolina. I've gotten my heart broken so many times when it, at football games, like I don't even give them the power anymore. You're not going to get me. Well, they that. had
1: Debo Samuel, who is my current favorite 49er. So, but yeah, but that's the thing. It's like, no, I mean, it's, it's tough to, it was a tough Sunday to, to try to, I was watching the show until the Super Bowl started, which is why last night uh, when you had messaged to me, I'm like, Now I gotta watch the cage match because the other match I was on left. And I'm like, I, I, I got, I think, halfway through. I'm like, Oh, this match is still gonna go. I checked the oh, run God, time to see it, and then I'm like, You know, I'm mean, gonna let me restart it tomorrow and then watch it all in one sitting, Not did do you, the did you and me,
0: Um, super bowl parlays,
1: no, no, no. because again, gambling's not legal here in Minnesota. Um,
0: oh,
1: but if anything, I only would have done props on players, I don't do props on teams oh. i would I'm, I'm smart enough to not get that invested but i my thing is just like is this guy gonna score or is this guy gonna throw an description i'm smart enough to know that but not like i got money and my heart's on the line me uh
0: me and keek said that we're doing a continental classic parlay next year that
1: makes sense though yeah i mean even though it i don't know the way they were booking it last year i'm like i'm like i don't know this seems very paint by numbers and then the way the last the blue block the blue league i should say was very really like I don't know how they're doing this in terms I of like. Do,
0: the crazy, I love like for round robin tournaments, I do brackets. So, like, I did last year, like, I actually filled out like a.
1: Try to crack the code yourself. Or, yeah, like, yeah, I
0: did like a bracket for the GYN. Like, I filled out like a. Cause like, who's the guy? I think Chris Samsa, um, who does a lot of, like the um yep. stuff. Like, he'll like make like a bracket. So, like, I'll actually like, I'll print it out, like, write it. And then, like, for the Constance of Classic, somebody else made a bracket. And so, like, I actually did it. So, like, Yeah, you know what? I'm not going to put too much into it. (laughs) But this year, you know, especially like with the field being like it is, you know, like I'm feeling like, you know, I feel like I can do a little something with it. Like last year, I would have definitely lost all my money, though, because like I had like three, four draws like written down on my bracket. Yeah, that's the only thing they didn't do. Yeah. There only ended up being one, you know. But I will say the one that they did, I did have that listed as a draw. I did have Brian and Claudio. Yeah, and as a draw, so you know, maybe I'll be it'd be better, but yeah. So, anybody who's listening, be aware of that. There might be a pairs,
1: hopefully, it pays off. With oh, rule we'll tag league will be going on, but maybe someone's freed up to join, or and CMLL maybe try to get one, one guy from each yeah. company in one of the leagues.
0: Yeah, I think, and also, like, I, I think that that's going to be very interesting this year. Across all of the Japanese and American companies, I'm interested to see who goes where. Like, even like, so like Noah, done, yeah. Noah had um, they had basically like the the future ace of all Japan come in for their tournament, the N1, and obviously, Noah sent Kaido Kiyomiya over to you know, yeah. for their tournament, and so and all Japan had, you know, New Japan guys in their tournament. So it's it's so interesting. I'm interested in, you know, AEW guys and the both the G1 and the World Tag League. Mm-hmm. So I'm interested to see what that distribution looks like this year. And like, I'm interested to see, you know, how does TNA possibly feel it fit into it? Like
1: and there know, is going to be a TNA. <laughs>
0: And on that note, I think that's...
1: No, there will be a TNA. Again, they've survived this long. It's insane. I always say, like, they just don't die.
0: TNA are the cockroaches of professionalism. Yeah, it's insane. They will survive the apocalypse. And you know what? I can't be mad at it. Like, they've survived every storm thus far. And so if, they, if you can survive Hulk Hogan and Dixie Carter, you can survive yeah. anything.
1: But the storms are created after every rebrand. That's the crazy part. It's like they rebrand and then shit goes south right away. It's like it happened with D- Hogan and Dixie, it happened with Global Force. It happened when they um brought in Bruce Pritchard and Jim Cornette. They lasted two weeks each, I think. It's just like every new resurrection, it's it's back to the back wait, to wait, the wait. grave.
0: Um the Scott more stuff, yeah. yeah. Um but. There's a reason why I didn't add them to that graphic. Uh.
1: <laughs> oh, at this point there, I mean, again, they they sent Jordan Grace to the room. Well, they're everyone like, they can ju- you can just pick and choose who you want from TNA. They're not going to say no.
0: They're on their pick me, choose me, love me era.
1: It's not even that. It's just like, we're here. Just call us. Like,
0: hey, to be here. Like, you know,
1: I don't wanna say they're easy, but they're easy. That's what I TNA I
0: their positivity was going to be like their greatest strength. And then like, you know, when they fired Scott Damore, I thought, I thought everybody were friends. I thought like, you know, I that was one thing I used to say about TNA. i was just like, you know what? They seem like they all have <laughs> like, they're having so much fun. And they love each other, and you know what?
3: Meanwhile,
0: we need more of this in wrestling, and we need more people to just, you know, love each other and stuff like that. And I said, "Oh my god!" They literally get they ran they run through presidents like the Tomb Raider. Yeah. And so, on that note, you know, hey, long live TNA. I think that's <laughs> what I think we've talked about literally now. We've talked about everything. Thank you, TNA um where can the people find you
1: uh you can follow me on twitter at davis aka drip i'm not as active on that i keeks gives me a bad time about not being as social as i could be i'm a very anti-social social social person um thanks versus davis uh on youtube um every week i should say we don't have a prominent date but it's every week and uh yeah but no i very much enjoyed this it was an honor anytime just let me know i'd love to do it again
0: Definitely, um, you'll definitely be invited back. Um, you can find me at Lyric Wrestling on Twitter and Instagram. I'm on Twitter too much. Like, that's my problem. I told <laughs> myself and I'm going to stop trying to clap back as much. But you know what? You bitches make it really,
1: really hard. I, I give Kiki a hard time about it. But my I, thing is like, look who you're responding to. One, it's not a real person because they're not showing that their face.
0: That is true, but sometimes like, you know- I don't like, know, I, I, trust like, me,
1: I know it's hard not to- get to
0: make an example out of people. And honestly, and you know, and another thing too, is that I will say like, I told myself like, after big business, I'm a chill. But between now and March yeah. 13th, you bitches will feel me. <laughs> and I, I, I said that after March, you know, um, I've, I'm trying to be better, you know. I have a birthday next year oh. I'm trying to be better, but after March 13th, I'll be better then. But until then, no,
1: no, I'm all for again because like, again, you're, it's you standing up for yourself, defend yourself, and again, that's the right thing to do. But my whole thing is like, just remember, this is a person doing a Stan account and has 30 that followers, was- and they're also just seeking the engagement. Like, your, your time is more valuable. Than-
0: I have- there have been plenty of nights when <laughs> I'll look back at a Twitter argument that I've had and I was like, this isn't even a real person, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. Or <laughs> no, is- it's like, or like person this
1: person is- just to get mad like, again, like cause the most obvious thing. And that's why I and my whole thing is like, whatever I want to say, I'll say it on a podcast. I don't have the time to go Twitter fingers back and forth. I'm shocked. I'm shocked when some of the prominent people do it. I'm like,
0: I, I will say I do, it's still open season now. And also I've been on wrestling Twitter my entire life. So not, yeah, yeah. not my entire life, but since I was a kid, since I was a preteen.
1: Well, every type of stay on Twitter is like this. I animated Twitter, but I mean like literally
0: when, every type the, of stay on Twitter,
1: the people in prominent positions who have large followings do it themselves. I'm like, if I was you, I wouldn't be doing this. I'd, I'm like, Are you what? talking
0: about Tony Khan.
1: No, that's a whole another conversation. That's a, no, <laughs> that's again, that's a whole like you're an idiot. You have bigger things to worry
3: about. I, than I'm
0: not gonna that. lie. Some of the stuff he be saying, I do respect it because it's just like this, this. Is me. I, I think it's because I come from such a big sports culture. Just like they're playing on your name, they're talking about. No, this. yeah,
1: it is oh, very yeah. like the it's coach.
0: Like Chief Keith loves Sosa intro. What's <laughs> this in school in the barbershop? Talk about some AEW ain't this, AEW ain't that. Shut the fuck up! Like, I, I appreciate that energy, you know. Like, I appreciate that energy. But you then, know,
1: when guys are fighting backstage, where's yeah, that energy I, then? I, okay, yeah, see, that, that's that's my biggest issue. You want to be that, too busy on the true. phone, you
0: have to be you it has to work both ways like that's one thing like people who know me in real life how i talk on the internet that is how i actually talk like in real life um like i won most talkative that was my senior (laughs) superlative like that was my senior superlative in my high school yearbook like in college like i was the girl making speeches student government like Mm -hmm. i'm known for never shutting up so like I, i hate it sometimes but I am 100% the person who will sit on this phone. It explains
1: the field you're in as well, though,
0: that's why. Exactly. Like, you know, I will 100% sit on this phone and like verbally dissect you. Like, mm-hmm. I, you know, hey, it, it happens. I'm not proud of it all the time. And like I said, I'm changing. I'm being better <laughs> after March 13th. But until then- You
1: become- Nicholas and Matthew, you become fully changed. You become yes.
0: I'm corporate. <laughs> I'm a. I'm a. I'm I'm corporate. I'm a real leader, and it's time to take this job more seriously. Um, <laughs> and another thing to take this job more seriously is that I am no longer holding myself to the restrictions of releasing the show on the same day every week. It's just not going to happen. No,
1: it's tough. Yeah, it's just.
0: And I've realized that, like, with my wrestling schedule and how much wrestling I watch it makes no sense to try to do something every week. Because, for example, like, you'll have, like, the New Japan show at this time of the week, and then the startup show is going to be on Wednesday, and then you'll have the AEW show. So just know, the show will be out regularly, but will it be out on the same day every week? Absolutely not. And that's me freeing myself. So do what you want. The people who are married to Thursdays or Fridays, I'm sorry. Um, Because this is definitely going to come out on a Wednesday. So...
1: no No, the thing to me and it is tough marrying yourself to one day this will be the final note um but also when you're a consumer like i'm like at my type of job i can listen to podcasts all the time so the thing you want is a podcast as soon as it becomes available sure you can get locked into a day but like when it drops it drops and then i always run back episodes of pods i enjoy until the next one comes like and you have an archive with again actual wrestlers who people want to know about leo rush um I didn't check out the the Thekla one yet. Um, is that how you say your name? Yeah, I, that's,
0: that's actually that's um, one that's all time. That me.
1: was the one I wanted to, to try to check out before this week. But again, um, just to familiarize myself with more her work in case she eventually does come over. Like, cause you, know, you had that was like, seeing you interview Mariah May, and then just a matter of months she was yeah. part of the one of the best acts in wrestling today, yeah. being the time with Tony Storm gimmick. You know, so that was uh, awesome. See so you have that moment, and obviously the 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 inter- inter- interview as well so yeah no again people are gonna when you have a following like you people are gonna support the work and cherish it when it comes out so it's something like marrying yourself to one day when it drops it's gonna drop and people are still gonna care
0: yeah i really i'm really grateful for everybody who's been listening and following along a lot of great support recently and that's why i also try not to get wrapped up, because I really, I will say, the love really does outweigh the hate, and I'm really grateful um, for you know all the great responses that people have been having to my interviews. I have two more already recorded for Black History Month that will be out soon. Um, and I'm working on another one, it's not confirmed yet, but if I land this one, I'm gonna be really proud of it. So just stay tuned, lots coming. Maps and graphs is back. I, like I said, it's gonna be out regularly, just don't expect it the same day every week. <laughs> Thank you for coming. This was awesome. I'm glad to finally have you on the show. Yeah. We'll be back on eventually. There's tons this year to talk about. Um, and
1: oh, I, it's like, it's only February. So.
0: It's literally only <laughs> February. And I feel like we've lived like 12 months in wrestling here. So. Yeah.
1: Well, there's another reason for that, but we don't talk about that.
0: Yeah. We don't talk about Bruno. <laughs> yeah. No, 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 no. But thank you for coming. Thank you everybody for thank listening. You. you will hear from me soon. Um and as a, and when I say soon, probably in the next few days when I finally upload these interviews that I need to edit. But thank you for listening. Talk to you later. Bye.